This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. A An Instagram post from Sarah Parker, uh, you know, producer yes. for Jackson Show and uh, music director of WMMR and great on-air talent as well. And you know that our refrigerator, we talked about this not long ago, they were going to clean it out. And so a memo was was put yes, out yes. Uh, saying, get what you need to get out of the fridge. So here you go. Sarah posted this. I'll read it verbatim. She said, question about work kitchen etiquette. The communal fridge is being cleaned out today. Uh, we were warned that anything left in there this afternoon would be tossed. Totally fair in my opinion. However... I overheard a certain man about town say, <laughs> let's clear out the freezer, too. Uh, but we weren't, weren't warned about that, so I ran into the kitchen and hollered, don't throw out anything with my name on it. I keep frozen meals in there, uh-huh. but I label them with a Sharpie, and Pierre stocks his lunches for the week in there. Bill's response that she puts in quotes, doesn't matter if it's got a name on it, it should all get tossed. <laughs> And she wrote, what? We were not warned. I'd be pissed if I came in next week and my frozen meals were missing. I did rescue them, but just barely. So the question is, what kind of pizza should I order? Man About Town owes a meal for the stress. Owes us a meal for the stress, she said. This was when we were first on our vacation. and, And I saw it, and I wanted so badly to respond to Sarah, but I didn't because... We were on vacation, and, like, mm-hmm. I didn't feel like having to go back and forth, you know, on social media to keep checking if she would respond or whatever. So she so she was able to retrieve, but that, that listen, the original memo was about the refrigerator, not the freezer, yep. and the freezer is more a long-term, long-term receptacle. No, no, the freezer is included in the refrigerator. It's one unit. However, if you've frozen, you can put a frozen meal in there for a week, a week and a half, two weeks, and that's fine, yes? That's fine. I think, I think if the name is on it and it's clearly not trash and hasn't yeah. been sitting this in there for yeah. years, then no, you don't throw it. Somebody's name's on it. I would say, hey, Sarah, your name's on there. Right. Can we throw this out or are we keeping it? I, Kathy, I'm going to agree with you. Oh, thank that, God. That the, someone with me. The freezer <laughs> is part of the yeah. refrigerator and when you're referring to the refrigerator, just using that word, it refers to the entire unit itself. Yeah. I agree. But, but I do agree that you shouldn't just go in and start chucking stuff out of there no. if somebody, because they've put it, you know what I mean? Yes. They, they're, they're going to use it. Like you said, it's long-term. It's there for the week. So there needed there needs to be some clarification there. I think more, so things, by the way, are, so the freezing process leaves less of a likelihood of things rotting. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, and that's the issue. Yeah. To me, the, the hot spot, if we may, using pandemic references uh, is the refrigerator because once stuff sours and stinks, uh, that can happen quickly. But in the freezer, you ha- you bought a little more but I time. I think Sarah is wrong. I, I, th- what do you mean you were given no warning? You were given warning. The refrigerator is getting cleaned I, out. That's part of it. So indicate my stuff is in there. It's not oh, bad. It no. shouldn't get thrown no. out. Hell no. No, the fridge is completely separate from the freezer. <laughs> they are two separate units. I'm 100% with, with Sarah on this. It's a dick move by Man About Town, Bill Weston. Uh, I, it's a gray area. You know, if Bill was, <laughs> if, if Bill it. was in Sophie's choice, he wouldn't have given her a choice. Uh, Both <laughs> kids are going. Take them out. <laughs> you know, well, so just... With the freezer, it is, I think, more of a space issue than it is a rotting issue, right? So the, the freezer right. does not, well, it's hey, smaller. Yes. It doesn't listen, have as much yes. space. 
We've all seen something in our own freezers that have been like, <laughs> I put that there in 1987. You know what uh, I mean? Like it's, all lost it's still <laughs> yeah. there. No. For whatever reason it is. Though, uh, so, yes, there are things that, that yeah. I do believe it needs to be cleaned out from time to time. Um, but here's the deal. You can... You know what I have you a problem take, with? You can take stuff out for a, a little while you're cleaning it and then put it back in. I have a oh, problem. Absolutely. I have a problem with Sarah saying to Bill, hey, I put stuff in there. I actively eat things that are frozen. And Bill goes, whatever, tough ass, tough yeah, cookies. Yeah, I don't like that. That's BS. Yeah, yeah, no, it is supposed to be there so that you, we, you, you we have, can you've, use you've it. You've gone the extra route to give, to give <laughs> I agree with Sarah, and that she, gave, she, got, she made sure to make... Uh, a special accommodations for her food, saying this is my food. It's in there. It's frozen. It's a it's accounted yes, for, that, and right. it's actively being used. Then to have it expelled from said freezer, I think, is a violation of that unofficial pact. I agree with you. It's supposed to get out all of the rotting stuff that people have forgotten about, and, right. and just leave there. Now, also, it should be your responsibility if you put something in there you and it's, it's gone it bad. You can't leave there for two I years. Agree. You have to throw it out. Now, I didn't know we were going to talk about this, but I put something. I just put a poll up on my Instagram stories because the microwave something clearly spilled over in the microwave and whoever did it just left it there. Oh, yeah that's terrible. not cool that's well, who, like what child what did was that? it what was it yeah what i don't know child what it is. in our in our who works here at our office well, here's, here's the thing whenever i can't help it whenever i see somebody microwaving something i feel like standing right there and watch them remove it and make sure they clean out the microwave because i'm like <laughs> So what, what are you eating today? Mm-hmm. You know what Rochelle bought, which is ingenious, and I don't know why we never had this before? It's this little plastic dome uh, that you put over whatever you cook in oh, the yeah? microwave, yeah. and it keeps from yeah. anything from splattering one. all over oh, the place. It's great for when you microwave yeah. hamsters. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. Okay. What I do here is I'll take a little paper towel, and I put yeah. it over whatever I'm microwaving. I do too. Just, I mean, and listen, if sometimes it'll spill over or through <laughs> the paper towel, but... I'm going to clean it up because it's my mess. Yeah, I don't really like microwaving things that anyway, like I popcorn, hot dogs, uh and I'll like hot heat dogs? up. Yeah. What about nachos? Uh no, what nachos. about a turkey? Nachos go in the oven or in the uh, air fryer these days. So, oh, air fryer. Yeah, air fryer's good, man. Totally worth the investment. Um <laughs> What about hollandaise? <laughs> that is great <laughs> soup. I have I want to bring another wrinkle into this because there was a discussion we had had off air about the coffee maker, and Kathy disagreed because when you have an office, coffee oh, yeah. pot. Yeah. All right. The coffee's you, for the office. Okay. But <laughs> if I make a pot of coffee and I can't stand there and watch it brew, but I see somebody walking into the kitchen, I can essentially call fives on that pot of coffee because I, I you know. Fives? Yeah. Like five minutes? Five like minutes. Five oh, okay. Yeah. I, I can call dibs on the coffee that I made because you I can't, made a- You can't call the whole pot. You can say, hey, make sure you leave enough for me. I'm, it was enough for me. Explain the Pre- scenario. I, I'm trying, but okay. she won't let me, Preston. Okay. Explain the scenario. <laughs> she never lets me. No, uh, we, we, was, we had a preamble. You, you, uh, go ahead. Let me finish. Explain, sorry. Yes. I was making a pot of coffee for several people. It was for me, it was for Preston, and it was for Marissa. You know, so essentially that pot of coffee fills our three cups, right? And so when somebody's walking into the kitchen, I essentially said, hey, that co- the, and there was another pot that was on the on the right burner. Right. So I said... That pot's for you. The fresh pot that's, that's uh, brewing right now is for me. And said person did not. And don't t- you said don't touch it. So yeah. you want to hear my take on it? If somebody would have said that to me, I would have done exactly what the person well, who touched it. Well, that's just because you're very spiteful. No, it's a it's I an don't office think... pot of coffee. You can if you want it, then you then you should have said to Marissa, "Hey, go grab your coffee because there's other people in there." 
I think if you make the coffee then and, and you want to ensure you're going to get your coffee, you stand there. Well, here's the process. So, in other words, um, you know, go, go like if you go at the beginning of a break in a song, you'll have more than enough time to brew a pot of coffee and and and, and fill up your cups. Well, listen, he, Casey asked, asked the dude to do him a solid, and dude... And the went, dude didn't. Dude didn't do the and solid. And who's the dude? And that's it, not it, cool. Hey, it was Donnie. And, it was Donnie. You know, and, Don, and he wasn't wearing a mask. And um, there was a... He wasn't full, wearing a mask. He wasn't. And there was that also a fresh... Son of, and he was licking all the carafes. And, there was and a, he was sneezing into them. <laughs> there was also a fresh pot of coffee on the right. <laughs> Right? No, so, I agree. Man, now listen, oh, wait, there there's was common other courtesies. coffee there? Yeah. I thought you said, like, you no. were telling him, make your own. No, he he said there was a pot there for him. He's like, take it from that, don't take it from this. So there you go. There's two pots of coffee. Does that, does that you change your opinion? Um, I mean, listen, I but here. It's I, a gray area it's a, now. Well, now it's. <laughs> well, the now left, it, wait, but hold on, Casey. Yeah. I also think it's the way, the way you told the story, if that's. The in way Hebrew. you commented to him, that's why I would have taken it. You don't say to somebody that you work with who also can take as much coffee as they want, hey, don't touch that. Mm. Have you said, hey, I just made that. We're on the air. I'm going to come back for it. Can you please do me a it? solid? Yeah. I bro, think then. Bro. Say bro. Yeah. Do me a solid, bro. Mm. No, but I think then. I, I'm just saying for me, if somebody would have approached me like that and said, don't touch that, I would have been like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Mm. Touch <laughs> again, it's, it, and you're doing it out of spite, and and but you but it's the way you approach it. Just be nice to people. Oh my God, I'm he was the, nice. I'm no, the no, nicest but, person here. Well, I know you are, but the way what I'm saying is, if he, I wasn't there. If he spoke to, do we say this person's name? Donnie. It was Donnie. If you spoke and to and Donnie were... the way you told the story, I also would have grabbed a cup of coffee. It's the way you ask somebody. Don't don't demand somebody that they can't touch your coffee. You didn't sound rude to me, Casey. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. I, I mean, we're... when he told the story, you did. That's why I was asking. Okay. So yeah. did you say it nicely? We were passing in the hallway. We were on the air. I have limited time. I can't. And this also happened a couple of days ago. So I don't know. I don't know the tone and tenor of my voice. But generally speaking, how I treat people, I probably wasn't a dick to them. <laughs> Can we get back to somebody who was a dick? Bill West. Bill West. <laughs> Thank you. And so people were texting in that, that clearly this proves that, that Bill saying, you know, screw him. Clear out the freezer. The power's going that, on his head. That he threw Chuck's bowl away on purpose. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, He's spiteful, too. He did, to prove a point. Don't leave it in the sink. Bill is very kitchen conscious. <laughs> yes, he is. And, uh, he is. and, he, and perhaps and to, to an extreme. Yeah, oh, my oh, God. Definitely to an extreme. Yeah, he takes neatness and cleanliness oh seriously. Oh, my God. And listen, it, to, sometimes I agree with him. Like, it's to, <laughs> to the benefit. I'll but never, to oh, the sorry. level that, at which he takes it, it's like, dude. Back off a little bit, and the stuff in the freezer's not yours. Uh, I'll never forget the first time that I found out that Bill has his little <laughs> things. Things was when we did the the hot sauce in the uh, in the squirt gun yeah. with Joe, right? And uh, we didn't make a mess or anything no, like no. that. But the studio smelled like hot sauce because we had right. a tub of hot sauce, and Bill was actually angry about that. Yes, he was. And I'm like. Keep your eye on the ball, dude. We just did this bit that was awesome on the air. We sent all, an intern to the hospital. You're enraged about this. Yeah, he wasn't so concerned that oh, Joe had to go to the no, hospital because smell, smell in the studio. Smells in here. Well, the soup situation, I actually thought was a joke in the beginning. When no. he, the way he, how angry he got it's about the soup. I'm going to laugh at you. Yeah. I'm going to call you a soup eater. 
You're serious about this? Right. I, I, I thought yes. I was joking. Yeah. That's what my response is yeah. too. Okay, so like, uh, wait, are you you're actually this upset and this serious about <laughs> soup? <laughs> I mean, I get a horse coming up to the studio. That probably is a, a foul, yeah. right? Um, but like, now it's a Jewish thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's wearing it. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, we have someone in the studio. Oh, he's wearing a mask. Got his mask on. All right, Donnie Black, Black right. works for our sister station, uh, WXTU, uh, with uh, Andy and Dave in the morning. Yeah, and I only have a few seconds. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. and are you making coffee? <laughs> Donnie's been here for a while. He's worked with Ben FM and so mm-hmm. on. Just to give you background if you don't know who Donnie is. And uh, so we all encounter each other in the mornings around here. Casey? Unfortunately. Is there yeah. something you want to talk to Donnie about? <laughs> no. Well, here, I can intercede. Donnie, when, when you were approached by Casey concerning the, the coffee pot, he was very rude, by the way. Oh, my God. <laughs> very rude. He comes up to me. He goes, don't touch the coffee. It's for Kathy and I. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, I'll touch whatever I want. It's not your coffee. Yeah. So now you know he's lying because it wasn't for Kathy and I. Well, you said somebody. Yeah. And I just I went for the prettiest person <laughs> in the room. Besides so Preston. so your, your, your initial take was that he approached uh, you in a very truculent yeah. manner. Just walked right by me. Yeah. Didn't even say, hey, Donnie. He just said, don't touch that's, the coffee. See, that's my point. Uh, was that had, he, had he been like, hey, do me a favor. Can you? I just made that. I, we're yes. going on the air. I'll be back for it's it. very he, rude. Oh, my God. <laughs> you and your green hat. Yeah. And my, my green pants. I and like my, it. And my green shirt. I know. Uh, there's a video coming later. You're being very rude. Uh, this, listeners... Don't be fooled. <laughs> He's totally messing with us right now. He's messing with me right now. I am now. not messing yes, with you. Yes, you are. No, I didn't, and I didn't touch the coffee. Hey, let me ask you another question. Wait, yeah. he just said he didn't oh, touch, touch the coffee. coffee? I did not touch the coffee. Then it was probably Steve Azzelotti. He, he he said you, took the, you took the cup of coffee anyway. No, I did not. Oh. I actually kept my cup on top of the microwave and waited until mm. that pot was finished. Because I, I never go right pot. What twist? What so, twist? And you I like, didn't Okay, well then, fair enough. Then please accept Don't my apology owe, for uh, apology. I for think you owe Johnny some money. Yeah, Thank you. and I would like a cup of coffee and for assuming yeah. too. Yeah. Well, he was the only. Listen, there wasn't much time. There was not much time. There was only Donnie. I, again, I ran back there, so the only other person it could have been. <laughs> so, so Donnie was verbally assaulted. I was assaulted. And you guys were on the air. Casey yeah. was not even in on that break. So yeah. no, I, Listen, I aims to please, right? I make a pot of coffee, and I, and I bring Preston and Marissa a cup of coffee every morning to be nice. Well, Casey, when they bring you coffee in the morning. Who? Maria and uh, uh, Marissa. Maria. Marissa and, uh, and Preston. Yeah, they don't do that, but. No, we don't. Uh, oh, that's, okay. Yeah, that's the yeah. thing that I do. Yep, it's Casey took that upon himself. All right, hang on. Let's weigh in on another office uh, controversy. Uh, so, you know, the fridge was cleaned out last week. Yes. Um, and uh, Bill Weston decided to uh, or, or wanted to clean out the freezer, too. Okay. Do you consider that part of when you when you hear refrigerator? Do you think that's all one unit, or do you think the freezer and refrigerator are separate? Well, if they're cleaning it out, you have to clean out both. Uh, yeah, okay. I think yeah, it's the whole thing. Right. Well, that's, 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 a, that's a country exactly. way of thinking of things. <laughs> the freezer is disgusting. It has Rita's from three years ago. <laughs> exactly. that, that's, a, that's a country approach to the refrigerator. <laughs> we're, we're a rock approach. So, but there's not. So, and that's what I said. The, the freezer issue is not a rotting issue. It is. A, it's definitely a space issue, right? So you need to get the three-year-old Rita's out of there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the six-month-old Joe Corby's pizza. <laughs> what, what, okay, in this dynamic, though, let's say this. What, what if uh, someone says, okay, just, just so you understand, I, I thought we were just doing the body of the refrigerator. I have frozen meals in the freezer, um, and my name is on that. Do you think that, that even after you've been apprised of that, they can be thrown out? Yes. 
Absolutely. E- even after someone has said, this is mine, it's in there. If it's been in there over two weeks, it's gone. Oh, no, should be gone. no, no. There's some in there. For you get out. <laughs> freezer, the freezer, you can leave stuff in there for months. Now no, Preston's starting not to go. A work freezer. Preston's going now. Uh, maybe I can not see good. Donnie as a coffee thief. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you right, get out of here. Go to your show. <laughs> Thank you, Donnie Black. You no longer shoot up her. Well, we found out that um, it was a much different situation than we heard initially. Uh, okay. Yeah. And so the other issue is everybody wants coffee out of the left burner. Yeah, why? I do. Because the Wait, right, no. I can tell you exactly why. Both burners um, uh, are calibrated differently. One puts more water into the carafe than oh. the other one. Well, so I was talking to the guys from the Fanatic in the kitchen the other day, and they said, sometimes this coffee is absolutely terrible, and I think it's one, that it comes out of one side, so maybe that's The left side has, I think, the proper amount of water, yeah. and the right side is meant to be stronger. And there's another issue where... So somebody has devised a measuring cup system, which, which I, I think, think is good for all intents and purposes. Works. I think Bill actually did that, and and, and yeah. so kudos to Bill. Yeah, even though he uh, was a dick about the fridge and freezer, <laughs> he, he um, mastered the coffee measuring. He met, but somebody throws it away. It, it's it's now there. tied to the thing. It's probably it's, Bill. It's, no, <laughs> yeah. no, Bill's the one who's who's tied it there, Steve. It will get untied and thrown away. Somebody will throw it away. Really? Yes. Really? It, it, that that, is you like, know what? That's a right carafe for doing that. Yeah, probably. Yeah. You would think, right? Probably Steve Azalotti does it. What happens to the coffee machine in our office? It's right there. Like, why don't why don't we use that? Then you don't have to worry about other because people taking coffee. You, well, the, all right. Uh, you because you have to the bring the water, water, down. Down. Have water yeah, 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 yeah. That one is connected to a water source. You don't even have to. You just water. hit the button and it goes. When we were when the kitchen was under construction, I bought a, a an office bunt. Yeah. Thank you, Amazon. Uh, with my yeah. points, bunt Amazon coffee, and it's a perfectly fine machine. But you know, it, 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 we have to port the water down. To go right. back to the freezer, I just want to <laughs> I want to weigh in on this. I I I understand. Sarah's concern, but if I did see a memo that said the fridge is being cleaned out, if I had stuff in the freezer, I would have gotten it out of there. Okay. I would have assumed that it meant the entire unit. All right. and, I would not and then have, you, but I, you I get take it. it home, you let it, you know, yeah. and then you bring it back. Uh, or and, you put it in a bag, you date the bag, say, you know, Sarah Parker, you know, April 8th, 2021, and don't touch. And so this is safe. Do yeah. not touch Bill Weston. Uh, <laughs> we also need a common table back in the kitchen. The, so th- I there, agree. There is a launch. There's I don't, well, I mean, an, an area, like, we don't, we don't have one in the kitchen right now because the kitchen is actually physically smaller than it used to be. But it's yeah, being built now. Is it okay? So yes. whatever that's, that's that, the, yeah. right. And yeah. what's what's the status of that? Whatever that is, is it's that's just a coffee snack room or whatever. There is a going to right now. The building is under construction, and there will be an area where oh. there will be a table. So and we, like an actual kitchen, like a bigger. Mm, I, so are we going to have our, our our clicks there? At the uh, <laughs> yeah, the pink ladies going to be sitting over here. <laughs> the reason we need a big bigger kitchen and a table is because we put communal food out yeah. there. When there's leftover stuff, we set it all out there and people can have at it. And that's always a nice one. Hang on a second there. I've got uh, Jesus is on the phone. Oh, so hey. we need to go to... No, I'm sure it's he Jesus, actually. That. My hey, children. Jesus, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Your favorite Jesus. Yes. <laughs> uh, and How you, you guys doing today? Doing well. Good. You wanted to weigh in on the fridge and freezer thing? Yes, sir. All right, go ahead. Um... You know, when you go out to the store, you went, you go to buy a refrigerator. 
you know, it just happens to come with a freezer. <laughs> so it's one whole unit. Yes. If you want a freezer, you buy a freezer separately. When you Am say, when you say right. get me some ice cream out of the refrigerator. Do you say that? Or you say, no, get me no. some ice cream out of the freezer? No. Who puts ice cream in the refrigerator to begin with? <laughs> so when they say when they, when they they say they're going to clean out the refrigerator, it what means it the, whole, the whole, unit. whole unit, yeah, including the freezer, because the freezer is a bonus for the refrigerator. Yeah. So when you specify, do you ever specify, like, the ice maker, where do you keep that, in the refrigerator or the freezer? Who puts the ice maker in the refrigerator? Yeah, exactly. I'm saying there's there's a delineation yep. there. So when they say cleaning out the refrigerator, <laughs> exactly. yeah. they're cleaning out the refrigerator portion, not the freezer portion. Yep. All right, we're with you, yeah. Jesus. Thanks, man. Yeah. Appreciate right, it. No problem. Right. Take care, bud. But I still just bills f them attitude about <laughs> yeah. stuff like that. He, oh, man. Bill kind of he chuckles a little bit. I think he, he uh, enjoyed. Yeah. I don't think because he's actually he, going to talk about honcho. Sarah's food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, he would. Well, listen, he's he, a, lit, he lit a bag of poop in front of her office. <laughs> you believe that? He did that. I witnessed it. I could so. not believe it. There. Yeah. He's only one of the head honcho. He's not the ha- head head honcho. He's our head honcho. He, well, he's, uh, well, he's our immediate head honcho. Yeah, I know. Yes, consciousness. We can go over his head if we need to. <laughs> but he's not the only honcho with control over the kitchen. He's right. not head honcho of, of the freezer. No, right. I read, I read right? his contract, Nick. Sadly, he is. He resigned. Nick, he handles, uh, you know, of course, MGK as well. And part of the, 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 the caveat is it says kitchen honcho. Kitchen supervisor. Yeah, oh, I didn't know. I'm when sorry. did that happen? Yeah, Hang on. Asterix, full control of freezer. <laughs> Marissa. All right. Can we become the head honchos of the kitchen? I've had an, a table in my cart for Amazon for like six months, a communal table. Can we just buy it? Where are you going to put it? Yeah, it's small in there. We're going to move that stupid box that is full of like oh. sternum. Yeah, but no, you can't get rid of that can't. because a lot of people use that coffee maker. That's they there. use that care. The coffee Gather maker. Uses it. All right, I plan this out. The, the coffee maker is going to go on it. It's a little sideboard. It has uh, shelves underneath, so you can put things underneath of it. And then we can put like trays of hoagies when they come in or something like that. Can you like still that. open the fridge? Yes. You have a lot of room on the console next to you in there, Marissa. Can, can, we, can we put the food there? I know you don't mind when people come by while you're working. And... Well, it's lovely during uh, quarantine to invite everybody into our space to come get does, a hoagie. In the office, does does the kitchen, I'm talking about everyone's office, the kitchen seems to be that kind of... It's got to be. There's a little controversy always when it comes with the, uh, to the kitchen. One you of the best I mean? kitchen scenarios I used to have was when Y100 in New York moved from one building into another, and they moved the, whatever office area we took over had like the mofo kitchen area. <sighs> so there was like a full two tables, and and it was it was great. I mean, it was like a kitchen kitchen, right? Large, and that was great. I've never had a situation that good where you, you the eight or nine people could sit around a table, and it was it was great. I I honestly think. That's sort of a necessity. You got. Um, so I'm glad we're building that here because once you lose that, yeah, you know, it's it's, it's a it's a sort of a, a hangout place. Oh, Steve, the one that we're getting is going to have like a cafeteria really? type, like multiple tables, high tops, really, and it's going to have All like right. an area where you can go an and omelet hang. station with a chef making omelets. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. what, what if we it? ended up yeah. with something like, like Subaru, Preston? <laughs> oh man, oh, could you imagine? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we should work and for Subaru. They do have that stuff. They do have like carving stations and crepe stations. Anything with the word station in the kitchen is going to be good. Train station. Wow. All right. Well, anyway, (laughs) that post from Sarah came up, and I I think discuss amongst yourselves today. Freezer and fridge, two separate things, one thing. You know what I mean? I think refrigerator covers it all. So. (laughs) 
right, we need to take a break. We'll come back. We'll get to the bizarre file as well. So make sure you stay close. We don't want you to miss your opportunity. We'll be right back. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the rock shop at WMMR.com. Well, it's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme has everything you'll need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app to shop for this season's essentials any way you want. Open the Acme app, flip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Do you ever have a uh, something happen and take stock in the fact that it could have been really bad? <laughs> that's, been, uh, that's my system of framing of life. Yeah, yeah. I always take it... Okay, it's here. Now if we're going to take it to the worst level and come back, this is okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So so sometimes there's a, like a near miss and yeah. something could could have been real bad. Happened to Nick this morning on the way into work. That's a great setup because that's exactly how I feel. And, and Steve, you know, the first thing I said to you when I saw you this morning was I told you this story and you're like... It could have been worse, you yes. know, and it was it was yeah. a good, good way to frame it. So I, I stopped at the Wawa on Belmont uh, on the way into work this morning, and as we've discussed many times, that is among the worst parking lots yep. in the world. It's, it was designed by Al by Al Qaeda. <laughs> it's it's yeah. just terrible. It's small. Getting in and out is difficult. It's terrible, and you can't really even back out very easily because yeah. when you do back out, you're you're almost right back on Belmont when you do so. Yep. And uh, oftentimes in the morning there are delivery trucks there too, yeah. so they're they're dropping off supplies at the Wawa or whatever. So I go in and I'm coming out. I get get in my car and. Um, Unbeknownst to me, another gentleman left, and he was wearing a Sixers T-shirt. And listen, I'm, I'm just going to preface this by saying I was in the wrong. Like, yeah. I, I, this is totally my fault, and I felt and still feel kind of terrible about it. Uh, but he walked behind his car. I never saw him. And as he was coming from behind his car back to his driver's side, uh, and he was to my right, I, I was backing out. And right. I, I nearly clipped the guy. and I, I nearly ran right into him as I was pulling out. And so... Uh, like he, I and I'm look. Then I look at my right side window, my passenger side window, and I see him like throw his arms up and and like express to me. He's like, yeah. "What the f?" You know, and he kind of yells Big a little, fan! <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> and um, so I'm like, "Oh my god, I'm so sorry." And you know, my my window was up and and on on driver's side and passenger side. And then I'm like, then I, I slam on the brakes, I stop my car. Uh, I roll my window down and I say, dude, I'm, I am so sorry. I'm so sorry. And he doesn't say anything. He kind of walks to the front of his car. And then I just, I, I lean out and I'm like, dude, are, are you okay? Is everything good? He's like, yeah, yeah, man, no problem. And he calmed down a little bit and I yeah. pulled out and left and, and went about my day. But like, yeah, yeah it was a moment up. where I felt like I could have run the dude over. I felt awful about it happening. I don't know if I apologized enough to him because I know that he was angry and upset, and I would have been too. He's shocked. He reacts, and then his his cooler head prevails. And, and his, he's like, yeah. I got it. Okay. His reaction was anger, which is totally yeah. justifiable. I will hunt you forever. <laughs> I mean, it's the main reason why I try to either, A, back into any spot that I can or pull through so I'm, I'm pulling <laughs> out straight. Um, and cause I feel safer backing in because at least as I'm, as I'm pulling into whatever parking lot I'm at, I have a full, like almost 360 view the of the world is my oyster of everything. And I feel like it's easier to back it because I see, I, I can see the pedestrians and stuff. It, it, it's because people don't take enough responsibility as pedestrians, especially in parking lots to, and I'm not blaming this guy at right. all. However, 
he has an uninterrupted view of everything. He sees brake lights. He can see backup lights. And, and so maybe he's, he just wasn't paying attention or whatever. But because... I can't trust everybody else. Like, I, I try to do as much as I can on, you know, on, so was, on my side of it. I'm kidding. I don't know the situation. The dude was not coming from the driver's side. He was coming from behind the car or the passenger side. Listen, there's a little bit of onus on that guy to understand his surroundings and see that there's a car backing out. By the way, I want to touch on something. This is a little side thing here. All right. um, I hate backer enters. I just, I just don't, <laughs> I'm a backer in her. I see now. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't. I don't mind puller throughers. Uh huh. But I don't like backer in. Preston, I think yeah. there's something wrong with backer. That's that's me. I'm, I'm with you. I'm a backer Hundred percent. Wait. One hundred percent. I'm like. I, I look at my wife and go, Oh look. Yeah. Look, <laughs> Batman has to be poised for an immediate departure. And I wouldn't mind if people were good at it, but they're never good at it. And they're doing a 500-point turn to get it yeah. better than that. Yeah. I don't do always it. back in. It's it's more like, all right, let me assess the, the situation around me. If I have time, if I'm not going to hold anybody up, hmm. I'd rather back in so that when I'm pulling out, I, I have less problems. Even more so than that, I don't like people who back into their own drive. Well, I was just I about to say. Listen, all the time. This is every the thing. Day, every day. I would absolutely get one of those large turntable things uh-huh. and turn the car around, but backing into your own driveway, yep. I'm like, first, first off, Wait, I, I, par- I, park on, I park on the street. I would rather get a circular driveway <laughs> than back what? into my car. Hang, hang on. I don't hang, understand. I, okay. okay. I, it's, listen, I don't know why. It's uh-huh. just a little judgment that I have on okay, you. Okay, well, it. I I'll judge you then. Like, I'll drive by and like, you'll back her in her. Back her in her. No, I know it's stupid, Wait, but and you whatever. know what's so no, it's absolutely fine, but I, I agree. It's, if you can, it's more in a parking lot, <laughs> Kathy, in a parking lot where you're, if I've been too many times stuck from moving forward because someone's taking nine well, or ten I, times and backing in. No, no, no. I, I, mine is mine is one. I pull forward and I pull back. If, if that's not going to happen, right. then I'm not going to back in. And I won't make people wait. If there if there's people behind me, Agreed. I probably won't back in. All right. First of all, team backer in her all yeah. the way. Um, okay. So and and I do it every time when I get home. And here's why: uh, <laughs> it makes it easier when you're leaving. Whenever the next day, does it so, make it easier when you're coming home? Um, it doesn't it, matter. It doesn't it's, matter. It's, it's it saves me hard. some time in the morning, and uh, the only time I won't do it is if somebody's behind me on the road. So whatever argument you want to present as to why <laughs> I shouldn't be team backer in her is a futile argument on your part. I am team backer in her <laughs> till death. So I'm with I, you. As, I'm I team. I park on the street. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, and so uh, so you're pulling forward anyway. Well, here's the deal. I, I like I have and I have my thing, and I get it because yeah. I come I come around. The, the, around the block so that I'm facing towards the main road. And those are things that you want to do in the morning that share a little bit of time off. So I completely get it. To me, the issue, and I think Preston will back me on this, is in the parking lot. It's like, okay, okay, Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Well, and at home, I, but everybody has their excuse. Like at home, I back in because, uh, well, one, of course, it's easier in the morning to pull out, but um, Jace gets in the car on the passenger side. So if I pull in, my I park in in my garage. My door is going to get slammed every single time he opens oh, the door. So hilarious. I started it well, okay. years ago when yeah. he was, and also because I did $1,000 worth of damage to Dennis's car back oh, in the driveway one morning. So. Oh my God. <laughs> I do it in my driveway because uh, A, it's easier to pull out in the morning 
A. All that and traffic. Then, and then B. Well, it's not that, Press. It's just it's just easier. It's, it's not that I'm putting down the traffic. But animals, Steve, that's the other part. Uh, honestly, I have a ton of deer in my neighborhood. There's also, there's also, yes. And there's also a guy who walks his dog in, like, at that early time in the morning, and I don't want to run him over. I love to watch you back out. <laughs> <laughs> I'd um, like to run over the lady who walks her dogs in my neighborhood uh, early in the morning. Does she not clean up the poop? No, she's just in... Uh, Boy, she walks that dog. No, she's she's how's that life of the whore? You're a bitch. Talk about bitch face. This lady is like. Just she's a bitch with a bitch face. What you should do is, is if she has a poop bag, Kathy. Say, can I see that? And then smash it across I the face. I would love to do that. She she also walks her dog in a stroller. Well, that's oh, the dog right. to walk, bitch. I hate that. Wow, I hate that more than a backer in her, Marissa. Uh, I have to jump in here. I'm team backer in her. Yes, yeah, because join the team. I've had too many experiences in a parking lot where I've almost hit somebody. In fact, at Nick's Wawa that he was talking about, <laughs> I used to have to pick up newspapers on my way into the station, and I backed into somebody's car. As part as part of team backer in her, let me ask you this. <laughs> Do you keep enough enough um, uh, distance as you pull in so that uh, I find that team, people, members of Team Backer in or in parking lots tend to favor their side for extra space, which then makes it an no, issue. right in the center. No, because Are I you have, sure you're right in the right center? The center. Yeah, right. I have to do it at home every single day because I, I park in a garage, and that's part of it. And, and my, all the traffic my... coming by. <laughs> yeah. Well, but when I'm driving up, I've seen people like have to slam on their brakes because they're pulled in, and they can't see anybody coming mm. up the garage. But no, and I'll readjust if I'm a little too close, right, if I'm hugging right. one of the sides. But we can all agree that people who walk their dogs in strollers are terrible. Yeah. <laughs> unless, <laughs> the dog, unless the dog has a physical issue. A disability. <laughs> yes. Uh, it doesn't. I will say though, listen, if I'm in a parking lot and there are cars behind me that that I will potentially hold them up, even though I am an expert backer inner, I won't back in. I will just, I will either, you know, pull around or I'll pull through or I'll just, you know, pull front into the spot. I do not want to hold people up because I don't like when people do that okay, to me. I, okay, so you're I'm a puller through her, but yes. I'm not a backer in her. I'll tell you where I'm not a backer in her <laughs> or a pull through because sometimes it's, it's very tempting to pull through at Target, <gasps> but you can't because then you don't have access to your, your trunk. trunk. Put your, your trunk stuff in there. To yep. Put, to put stuff in your trunk. Every mm-hmm. single time I go, I buy enough that I'm going to have to fill my trunk. <laughs> yep. All right. Uh, let me. All right. Let me. Let me back up first. I, I, well, do you want to back up? No. I think you want to pull through. I'm not backing in. I'm pulling yeah, through. Right, let's pull through. Uh, I'll go back to this first. Then, then we'll get to the backer in or puller through or thingy. Uh, but uh, Nick had mentioned you know almost hitting somebody this morning, and then you have ha- something happen that could be. You go, man. That could have gotten bad. I'm going to go to Jackie because she's had some things this morning. Hi, Jackie. Good morning. Get Zook. Get Zook. What's up, Jackie? So I had about three things happened to me this week that weren't great things, but they all could have been worse. So I guess it was Monday night. I chipped my front tooth. <laughs> and luckily yeah. it was in the back. So I can feel it, but no one can tell. There you that's go. That, that, right. that, and honestly, Jackie, that's that's a win as far as these things go. It's yeah. not cosmetic right. and it's not really destroying your chewing ability. Okay. Right, right. So that's what else? Good. All right. A couple days later, I got rear-ended and they drove off. Ooh. Is your car- no damage to my car, so there you it could go. have been worse. Okay, okay. Worse. good. <laughs> Let me go to Scott. Hey, Scott, you're on the air. Good morning. Hey, oh, my gosh. I finally got through to Gandalf in the morning. Welcome into the show. Thanks for calling in. Yes. Call in later for our cash contest. <laughs> hey, uh, Scott, so we started off this conversation. Nick pulling out of a spot in Wawa almost hit somebody, and it's the one on Belmont, and you used to work there, right? 
I used to work there in the early 2000s, and I would see at least nine accidents a day. Nine a accidents day. a day. I have no doubt. If people aren't familiar, as, as Nick, and, and you'll back this up, Scott, when you're, you're basically, when you pull off the road, you're in a spot. Yeah. I mean, that's how tight it is. Yes. And remember, we have to park there, too, so we have to jam our cars right. into that. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. All right, so I think I know where my hang-up with the backer inner comes from. Okay. All right. Okay. I think I, I think I just realized this because I saw this guy for years. I would uh, make a morning stop at my local Wawa. I haven't done it in a while cause I, because, you know, pandemic, I've been yeah. bringing my own food. So normally I would get what I was going to have for lunch and so on. But anyway, um, this guy would come in. And, and granted, this is a little bit after 4 o'clock in the morning. There's nobody in the parking lot. I mean, <laughs> zero cars in the parking I know. lot. I know. And this guy would pull in in his big pickup truck with a giant Punisher decal on the hood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he would back into a front spot. And I'm like, dude, there's nobody here. You're going to be fine. There's no one here. You're the Punisher. Why are you packing into this spot? And I know why it was. So you could see his Punisher logo on, his, on the hood of his truck. So that's a negative association that you have with, Big time. with backer inners. And this dude, us all I'm sorry, that. Steve. I, I know this comes as a shocker. This guy didn't look like a vigilante to me. No, <laughs> he didn't. No. He looked like a victim to me. To be honest, but um, How about that? yeah, but I, I was like, against I, some I, snack balls. I couldn't wrap my mind around that, and I think it kind of mm. irked me about backer. Mister, this pretzel's filled with sour cream. <laughs> well, there's always a yeah. bad apple in the team backer in, right? Yeah, <laughs> and let me let me see if I can turn your frown upside down here, Preston. Right, let me see right. if I can change your mind. I'm a backer inner to, to honor my father. My father passed away six years ago, and he was a backer inner. He was a truck driver, and it's a way to honor my father. Well, listen, we're getting a number of texts defending the backer inner procedure, and a lot of them are delivery people who say that they are trained to do that. Yeah. And that therefore they do it in their personal lives as well. And that makes complete sense. If you're if you're pulling in like you the Preston at a completely empty lot or lots with loads of empty spaces. Like in the morning here, yeah. someone to, would, to backing into me is like, what? I mean, you just pull in. You pull through. E- either, e- either side of the equation, you're going to lose the time you pick up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I agree with you. Um, so I forget what I was going uh, to say. Nick, you, you back out of your spot here, too, and there's a, there's a whole, you could be well, a puller thruer, but I you could don't. be. Uh, I used to be, I've, uh, but I, here's what I do lately is I pull behind Preston uh, because Preston some days leaves before me and some days doesn't, and the days that he leaves before me, I know that I can pull through. So if I leave before he does, I then have to back out. I'm glad to know that you. You pull too close to my vehicle. I do? Yes. Oh. All right. And I'll tell you why. Because I... I <laughs> no, I'm glad you told because me. Because I, I walk to the passenger side first, and I put my briefcase in there, and then I walk around the back of the vehicle. And you can't fit and through. And I walked around and gone, God damn it, I can't get through. Yeah. <laughs> Whoever that is, park too close. So that's you. That's me. All right. Thank that's you. Wait, me. You actually open your car and put your briefcase in and then shut it and then get on the other side. You don't just get into your car and, and then everything and put everything on the... <laughs> no, here's what I do. It's I, really heavy. I, I put my... And I, I open bad, my, and I have a bad shoulder. right shoulder. So. I got you. Yep. Back seat door, back door opens up. I put my stuff on the back seat. Oh, and then, you go back seat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. See, I forget it. If it's in the back seat, I... You forget about it? Everything. Okay. Hey, Chase is back. <laughs> let me let me get uh, some other calls, and we've got we've got even split. Well, you know what? Actually, we should do a poll, Marissa. What do you I think, think it's about up? That? I right, just she's already got it up. Right. Yeah. Uh, let me go to Slappy. Hey, Slappy. Hey, Slappy. 
Brandon, 49 days to Ann Gorski's birthday. <laughs> oh, How many Brandon days? Ann birthday. Oh, we're already... Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, this is for Slappy. Hang on a second. Oh, Slappy, happy, wait, wait! <laughs> <laughs> Never gets old. No. All right, what's up, man? All right, so I woke up a Presbyterian, but now with all this nonsense talk, I don't know what I'm going to do. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, you're, you're, Preston, you're a logical man. Let me see if I can bring you over to Team Backer Inner here. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, Steve is our resident uh, forklift driver from his past experience. Right. Um, forklifts, the wheels turn in the back, not the front. Right. So, if you're backing into a spot on Team Backer Inner, you're pointing the vehicle into that spot by steering from the back end of what is turning into the back end of the vehicle versus if you're pulling in forward, you're dragging the back end in with you. So I think it's a lot easier to back into a spot and not kind of get close to the, if if it's a tight parking spot, that one D bag at the Wawa parking lot, backing in like don't don't let that guy ruin it for everybody. So you're saying that that of the active (laughs) community that commutes to work, uh, on forklifts, it's a no-brainer. <laughs> no, just take that and apply it to this <laughs> oh, okay. situation. Okay, I got you. For your average spot. forklift commuter, it's easier, yeah. it's easier to back into a tight parking spot than pull in forward. I have yeah. no, like, my, the, the wheels are turning. my backing out game is is solid. I mean, I, I'm what good. What pulling out game? Is it any good? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you know, right now, I don't have to. Don't have a I got nothing in there. Uh, thanks, Slappy. Appreciate it, man. Um, yeah, I don't know. Let's... Uh, oh, Slappy, happy, wait, wait. <laughs> My wife, that's, I remember I was going to say, when she was in sales, she had a company car, and they had to take vehicle training, uh, safety training, right. and they were trained to either pull through or back in because uh, a lot of accidents happen when people are backing out of spots. Okay. Huh. I have had moments where, and listen, I here's another thing. When, when backing out of a spot, um, don't you hate when people that are driving down yeah. the lane will not... They they keep going even yeah, though you're backing it. out. I'm like, I hate it. I hate it. Don't you see? That, By the way, though, my vision is limited as I'm backing out. There, that's why I should be a, a, a back. No, 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 no. No. I'm saying that's not a reason because you're, you 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 have no sway. That doesn't matter. <laughs> in, in, in the general case of things. If you if someone I think there's a percentage you're out at which you stop and allow the person to pull out. There's a yeah. there's a percentage at which they stop if they're pulling out and you go through. But if you're but pulling you, out forwards, your field of vision is better and you can see said a. Doesn't matter if someone's coming coming down the road. If if, if you matters for you because you can see them better. I can see them still on my uh, my reverse camera. Nice. Listen, I think I think we need a voice of reason. So, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> please welcome Ann Gorski yeah. to the show yeah. this morning. Ann, hello. Hey guys, how you doing? <laughs> wait, wait, Ann, real quick. What? Are you team backer inner or are you team puller thrower? No. Um, puller thrower. Thank you. Oh, okay. Well, 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 but team backer inner, uh, well, team puller thrower. Well, I think that's it, a different, different team. I think that's a different, different team. team. It's either team yeah. backer inner or team or team in or team, or team pull in. <laughs> are you a pull in or back in? Usually. Okay. Right. Okay. She's on our side. I love I'm you, at. Ann. Like, uh, Kathy, like, you know, the Target thing, I get it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, All right. you got you to gotta have room to get in the trunk. Yep. <laughs> All right. And uh, besides this and, and your birthday, you wanted to mention something else, right? Today is my father's actual birthday. Papa Gorski! Hey! Papa, Papa Gorski! <laughs> is his last name Gorski? It's 
not. It's uh, Buck. Frank Buck. Buck. I thought she said what's his, sucks. What's his first name? <laughs> Frank. Frank oh, Buck. Frank Buck. That's a manly name yeah, right there. My name is Frank Buckorski. <laughs> name is Frank Buck. I would see him having, like, the testicles hanging from yeah, the back of his yeah. pickup truck. And, and the phrase would have to be, don't F yeah. with Frank, Frank Buck, Buck. Don't, but only saying the yeah. whole word out, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. He's got big, big truck nuts on the back of his Prius. <laughs> uh, yeah, is- we're... We're usually down celebrating with you guys at Eggs with Peg every single year. Hmm. Um, so well, it's we going on. We just won't be there. But, uh, I know. Well, we're not going to make it this year either. So. Well, you make oh, it next, next year. year. We'll be there. Yeah. All right. Awesome. And give uh, give your dad our best and uh, tell right. Frank happy birthday, okay? You know what? All right. Do, do me a favor. Give him a real uncomfortable kiss, the kind a daughter should not give a father. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Don't listen to him. <laughs> Out. We can do sure. that. Oh, yeah. yeah, we'll do a real nasty awesome. shortout for the Gorskis, for the Buckster. <laughs> yeah, we can do that. Yeah! That's Frank Buck. All right, uh, man, we got to take a break in just a second. Let me oh, get boy. a couple more calls real quick. I'm going to go to Sam. Hey, Sam, you're on the air. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Hey, what's up, buddy? And Zooks yeah. to you, sir. What's up? I'm actually backing into my parking spot as we speak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, our uh, our company uh, requires all employees to back into their parking spots. Um, you actually get in trouble if you don't. And uh, the safety department's theory on it, well, not theory, study that they've done, is uh, like 80% of accidents happen from backing out of your parking spot. So um, if you're if you're coming off the road, and uh, you're aware of your surroundings, you're driving, um, that's the time to back into your spot because we're coming out of work, leaving your house. Uh, you're not thinking about driving at that point. So, um, you know, your mind's not going to be looking out for pedestrians like what happened to Nick today. So, yeah, they it's a policy. You they require it. In. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I've seen a number of texts come in like that. Thank you, uh, Sam. I appreciate it. You know what? I actually got a ticket one time for backing into a spot. Oh, backing, oh, okay. uh-huh. backing into a spot. Uh-huh. Nick... It was in Manhattan Beach hmm. in California. We were staying at your aunt's place, and we had rented a really big vehicle. It was like a you know like a Tahoe or something yeah. like that, or uh, an, not an Escalade, but one of those suburban or monsters. Yeah, and so we were going to go to dinner, and in in the the little area there was a parking spot, parking uh, lot. I didn't read the sign that said you would get a ticket, and the reason I backed in it was really small, yeah. and I'm like. This is going to fill up. It's, yes. it's going to fill up, and we're going to have a hell of a time getting this beast out of this parking mm-hmm. spot. So I'm going to back in. I backed in, came back, got a ticket for it. Now, I don't know why well, there, they didn't allow backing in the spots. What I was going to say was there's a lot in Maniunk, same thing, but there's signs that says do not back into your spot. And I think it's mean, it's a ticketed lot, and I think it's probably because they need to get to your license plate if they're going to ticket you. Well, you've been scarred. It's just easier. You've been scarred twice. So you I got have the been. ticket and the, the Punisher yeah. guy. Yeah. You know, I get it. Uh, okay. it's, it's influenced your opinion here. Yeah. Well, you know what? Maybe I'll... <clears throat> Steve, I don't mean to leave the team. No, no, I'm, I'm staying. I'm right, staying I'll, firm. I'll yeah. try it out and <laughs> see. <laughs> and see how it feels. I, I pull in and I back the F out. Uh, all right. Here's <laughs> a reason. This guy has some logic behind why he backs in. I'll go to John. Hey, John. Good morning. Hey, what's going on, guys? How you doing? Good, buddy. What's up? So, yeah, I back in personally just because if if you ever have an issue where your battery dies or your alternator goes and you pull into a spot, it's yeah. not that easy for somebody just to pull. I mean, I've had the issue where people pull in 
and I can't run the jumper cables to the car because there's an asshole next to me. Oh. John, uh, run, I, I, I do what Frank Buck Gorski does. <laughs> <laughs> I pick the car up from the back and pull it out manually, and then we jump it. Uh, all right, thanks, man. So that's the logic that he uses in that. Okay. The only reason I don't like backing into parking spots in shopping centers is if I have to put things in my trunk, then it's harder to... Well, she's just saying. Yeah, she's, saying she's saying that's yeah. the whole target conundrum, and I yeah. do understand that. However, for me, the optimum parking situation is a pull-through. Uh, I will go to yeah I agree Steve yeah. same here I will I would prefer that David you're on the air good morning good morning guys guys too what's up bud so um, last week I was in a Wawa parking lot <laughs> and I was backing out and this high school kid comes around the side of the building and hits my car mm. so we go through the claims process and everything and I'm assuming that he would be at fault for driving like you know like an ass in the Wawa parking lot but it turns out that if you're backing out you're always the most liable, and it's always your fault, essentially. So I will be backing in for the rest of my life. (laughs) Wow, okay, just to avoid that that potential. What I've noticed is that a lot of people who have backed in when they pull out, they they pull out and are less inclined to take the you know, left, right, left sort of thing. They just dart right out. I've seen it happen countless times where... Yeah, pull out quickly. Right, and I... and I, I Exactly. I pulled out And then quick. you get stuff all over your pants. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. Pulled out way early on that yeah. one. Uh, oh hang on, I'm going to go to Aaron. We're never going to have a baby. Hi, Aaron, you're on the you're on the air. Good morning. Cousin Larry Appleton. <laughs> oh! It's Cousin Larry Appleton. What's his name, man? Cousin Larry Appleton. All right, what's up, man? <laughs> So, so I have an issue with it. It's just like you. I can't necessarily pinpoint it. I yep. feel like it's not a normal thing right. to back in. By the way, I think my wife just texted me about this very issue because she drives her nuts too. So, Christina, hi. Um, but it's almost like it's almost like the guy who wears white sunglasses. Like, wear the black ones, wear the black ones like the rest of us and conform to the unwritten rules of society. Yeah. It's stupid, and I don't get it. And and one other little quick story. So my neighbor, my next-door neighbor, was a backer-inner for 10 years. They moved, replaced by a backer-inner. This guy is so bad at backing in that he felt the need to put one of those, like, parking lot curbs at the top of his driveway, like the parking lot curb, so like you don't drive directly into the Wawa <clears> or into the field at the end. Yeah. So he, and he butts up against it every single time. And it dawned on me while I was waiting to get on the air here, he wears white sunglasses. Aaron, you raised the point. Listen, if, if we live <laughs> Listen, in a world of incredibly adroit backer-inners, I see so many people, though, Taking and you know, like at a target or something, you'll see people in a car doing four or five passes on backing in, and that just drives me crazy. <laughs> right. Absolutely insane. Yes. Thanks, Aaron. Appreciate it. You know what I've noticed is, is it, and it's it, like he said, is I don't have a logical reason for yeah. it, but uh, like even if there's, say, for example, like you know, some neighbors that for some reason they just don't sit right well with me, and I've driven by and gone, and I see their car <laughs> backed in their driveway, like, oh, oh and they're a backer in or two, uh huh. Hold on, did, uh, did, figures. So I don't run children over in my neighborhood. Figures. So the two of you just say you wear white sunglasses? 
Um, I do every now and then. Yeah, I've, uh, I wear whatever's available. I don't. I don't. I have blue sunglasses, but Chuck D'Amico lost a pair of white sunglasses in the ocean last year. So, so, for, his, so for his birthday, I bought him a pair of white sunglasses. So I'm team white sunglasses. <laughs> Why is that bad? Is that real bad? Oh, no. I was just, I, well, while he was talking, yeah. I heard you guys say that. Yeah, I was like, I got a pair of white sunglasses, too. So. It's funny, because I did have a pair of white sunglasses, and somebody commented on it like in an Instagram picture. I was like, what the freak is your problem? With <laughs> is that a white thing? Yeah, well, I guess. Like, apparently what, it is. I under, but did you understand what the guy was saying when he said that? Like, yeah. I was like, oh, okay, I thought it was yeah, funny. I yeah, I get it. <laughs> Everybody it look, else it wears a little black sunglasses. It looks if, a little strange. If you don't like somebody or you've just decided you don't, then there used to be, I forget which one of my comedian friends used to do the bit on it, but it was. It was like, look at that guy. Look at, look, look at him. He's eating ice cream. Look yeah. at that. <laughs> Anything they do is going to be disappointed. Look at that. You son of a bitch. My, my brother used to buy white sunglasses every summer before he would, you know, before he had a family, married, yeah. kids, all that. Uh, and so when he would go down the shore, he would be that guy with the white sunglasses. That guy with the white sunglasses. I've been, I've been riding around on the bike on the shore with, uh, at the shore with white sunglasses. <laughs> that so I'm that guy. All right. Well, anyhow, um, go to the poll if you want to vote, if you want your voice to be heard about backer inner or puller inner yeah. or whatever it is. Is. And one more time to the guy in the Sixers jersey at five fifteen this morning. I am sorry. Yeah, uh, you know it's, I, it was my fault entirely. And uh, if I had only been able to back into that parking spot, <laughs> yeah. uh, he texted me. He said he uh, accepts a little bit of responsibility to as a pedestrian. Okay. He texted you? No, no, but he should. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a break. We'll come back in a moment. Make sure you stay put. Hey, just in the past week, we have had an in-depth and light Zoom with the amazing Ken Burns. Our buddy Kate Flannery, Meredith from The Office, played the piano for us. We hung out with Michael and Kevin Bacon, the Bacon Brothers. I spoke to one of my idols, Alex Lifeson of Rush. Pete Holmes made us laugh. We met the newest member of the Jackie Bam Bam fan club. That would be Dan Arbach from the Black Keys. And Mark Wahlberg was in our studio. All those moments are posted now on PrestonandSteve.com. Casey had an observation slash question, I believe, about yeah. something recently. Okay, so I want to make this as short as possible. <laughs> okay. <laughs> had a guy. It in a farm. All right. Uh, when two, when a man and a woman love each other. <laughs> uh, no. I, I had a door-to-door salesman come by my house. I believe it was, yeah, it was yesterday. Which is wild in and of itself. Yes. Uh, it, it doesn't happen very Not often. Not a lot. My neighborhood, by the way, is a no solicitation uh, neighborhood. So they are. There is a sign as you pull into my neighborhood, no solicitation. So you get a guy at the door. So I get a guy at the door who's asking, he's into, uh, he does pest services, right? I'm into pest services. He's like, yo, I'm totally into this, man. It's my kink, you know. Uh, (laughs) He's an exterminator. He's an exterminator, but he specifically... He starts naming my neighbors as if I know them. He's right. like, you know, we have Jan and, and 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 Sam up the street and Sally and Bill. I'm like, I don't know your people. And he's like, they're, um, I'm, I take care of ant infestation, right? Uh-huh. And it specifically says ants first and then goes on to like the other pests. Obviously, mosquitoes, ticks, whatever. Right. Termites. Termites. And uh, and he asked me if I you know if I want his services. And I said no, I'm good. You know I use Mosquito Shield. They take care of my mosquitoes, my ticks, right. and all that other sort of stuff. By the way, he starts asking me who I use, and I'm like, that's none of your business, pal. But anyway, yeah. so do you have any medical conditions? Um, so my real question is this, because it was late, and I'm not a big conspiracy theory guy. However, uh, it was just weird that he went ants first because like two weeks ago, in my mailbox was a major ant infestation in my mailbox and my mailbox is not on my house it's right. it's like one of those at the mail- end of the street at yeah. the end of, at the, at end the end of the driveway, driveway on right. the street 
And I was like, and, you know, because I'm mowing along at this point, and I'm just, I'm all in my head thinking, I'm like, did this freaking guy. Mother effort. Okay, so I mean, because it was a lot of ants no, in my I think, mailbox. I think this is the time of year that you'll see ant infestation. So I get in them, my mailbox. I don't know about your mailbox, but I get, and they're not regular ants. Um, they're a different type, but I get them uh, on my patio every year this time of year right now. And um, sometimes they get so bad that we do have to have them treated. Casey, you're not a conspiracy theorist, but you are suspect. I am quite a bit of of all kinds of especially Especially advertising, you're sure. always suspect yeah. of. Wait a minute, hey, see, I, I think they're I think they're making that viral thing up. You know, so you're always kind of in tune to that, right? So I don't blame you for thinking yeah. this if this did uh, happen did, yeah. to you a little while ago. Um, but I mean, listen, there are there are documented cases of exterminators that come in and they say, "Hey, you got a mouse problem here," and they had actually sprinkled mouse feces around yes. yeah. to make you believe that you did when you don't. Uh, so it does happen, but uh, that's I'd never heard of uh, targeting a mailbox yep. before. That's a federal crime. <laughs> it yeah. is. You're oh. screwing with the mail. Yeah. I'll tell you this, though. Preston's right. And I believe in the state of Pennsylvania, there was an investigation. I don't know how recently it was about that, about the drop. It's a classic. You drop the rat, yeah. the, the, the mouse feces, or you, you have... You know, they've even gone as far as to release. I remember one guy had a thing where he could release a mouse into the house, uh, you know, and just and all of this bizarre stuff. And it's it's sort of the it's sort of the, um, you know, the the, the scam as it yeah. were. It's been stuff. It's been the, the stuff of conversation for years. By the way, I hate that method that this guy used on you. Not the ant thing, but but the whole, hey, by the way, your neighbor so and so and so and so. And these guys are all on board. Boy, are you missing out. Don't you feel like an a-hole in the neighborhood because everybody else? Yeah, like, I, I hate that. And and when there was a, uh, there was, um, uh, you know, so we've we've been endorsing Comcast for yes, ages. Yes, yeah, yeah. And there were people that were using other services that were coming right. in. And this guy started kind of giving me the hard sell. I know. And and I was like, okay. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm whipping out the big guns. I'm like. I, I get a free subscription because <laughs> can you beat that? He can goes, beat that price. Uh, he can beat that deal. I go, well, I, I get it for free because I it's yeah. part of my endorsement deal that I have. Oh, yeah, you uh, you do, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, and then he left immediately. Listen, but I can't stand. And it by I don't, way. I don't mind a logical progression. Like, okay, thank you, here's the service. Oh, I, I thank you very much. And move. now I get that persistence pays off in some cases, but in my case, Preston, they walk up the steps, they walk past. At least three or four Xfinity home security signs. You know, I've had the same sort of approach from, from a different company. Right. And it's like, <laughs> you yeah. know, it's like, I'm good. And once once I think you're, you very clearly state in a manner much like this, yeah. no, thank you. I'm very happy with our service. That should be it. Yeah, I just, there's no I'm need. I'm happy with our ants. Uh, you know, listen, I, I, anybody who has to go door to door for sales, like, I, I, I feel you. I, I'm, I feel really. No, it, I understand you, working hard and, and, and pounding the payment. I, I agree. For a day. Yes. I literally, yes. before I got the job with you guys, no besmirchment did, of that. I yeah. did door to door for an entire day in the middle. <laughs> Middle of the summer, and I was like, I hate this. I'm never going to do this again. Right. I'm never going to do this again. However, when I'm sitting on my couch in the back of the room, right. uh, in the back of the house, and the doorbell goes off, and my dogs start going absolutely bonkers, and I have to get off the couch, stop doing what I'm doing to go, and then have to tell you no twice, like, F you, dude. 
you know, like that pisses me off. I, I hide. I'm surprised you answer the door. Like, well, I, because I, my children. So I, I see you in there. I, would tell, I see you, dude. I tell the kids to go upstairs and turn off all the lights. We're going in the basement and the like. I will. I, it wanna, it's I like a quiet it. place. Oh my god, dude, oh my there, god. there is no going to the door. <laughs> I, like I don't. I don't care if they're selling me chocolate cookies. I, I'm, I'm out. I don't yeah. want it. Do you have uh, walkways with like sand on it, Nick? So oh, do yeah. you make a sound as you want? Absolutely. I had uh, there was. I heard a knock on the door. I was downstairs in the basement and I hear uh, Carter, my son, go to the door and open it. And then I. And then I didn't hear anything for a yeah. long time. I'm like, okay, uh, something, something's going on. And I went upstairs, and he's out front, and I see an army recruiter talking to him. <laughs> oh, that I almost <laughs> laughed. I'm like, you are talking to the wrong dude. <laughs> but I told him, I'm like, look, we're friends with a recruiter, so thanks, yes. but yeah. no thanks. Appreciate I, I appreciate it. But they were having this lengthy conversation. Yeah. I could tell Carter was looking at me like, Get me out of this camp. Yeah, I tell get me man, out of this place. We get army for free. So. Yeah, yeah, we get it. We got our military for free. Uh, the, but you make a good point, Casey. It is it is hard work. But again, those things, and, and again, the, the pushy thing. You know, they used to be the old classic about the guy sticking his foot in the door. Uh-huh. You know, or the vacuum cleaner salesman who would you know put dirt on the floor. It, it's not that it hasn't happened. By the way, let me let me double back to yes. your Ann thing, and we're going to go to these calls that are coming up of people that are wondering about uh, the validity of some of this. Somebody text in Casey just to give you an example. It says my mailbox got invested infested with uh, carpenter ants a few years ago uh, because of the wooden post. I opened it, reached my hand in, freaked out. We changed to all PVC and metal, and to this day, I have to check out the mailbox before putting my hand in. I don't remember if an exterminator came around after or not. I always have to check the mailbox first because of... Um, Monsters? N- well... <laughs> It's Flash Gordon, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Where they stick their hand into yes, that little yes. thing. I was like, yeah. That's scary. <laughs> uh, does it have a wooden post? It does. Okay. But not for long. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go to Scott. Hey, Scott, good morning. Remdall. Remdall. How about a Remdall? Remdall. What's up, Scott? <laughs> uh, no, Casey, I, I totally think stuff like that happens. There's no doubt in my mind. I, I had a friend of mine that they, they called to get an estimate on an alarm system in their house, and... And the, and the guy came out, he did the estimate, the whole thing, and, like, two weeks later, they they kept calling, trying to follow up, and two weeks later, somebody broke into their house. Shut up. And I, I, I think that, I swear, and I, I think they, I, they, we think that it was related to the, the alarm company. That's sure. a big risk leak. to yeah, take a it is a legitimate but, alarm company, though. Yeah. It's and not it without precedent, thing. though. Yeah. You know, I mean, so, so there, I mean, but... You're right. If you do, if you do want to sell them and, and you and you get caught breaking in, you're yeah. gonna lose the sale. Yeah. Did they steal anything or did they just break in? No, they just broke in and and he. I mean, he caught the guy. I mean, he like saw him and then and then crapped his pants and the guy ran. You know, the guy ran out. So it was kind of like a. It was kind of like a yeah. quick little little thing. You know Maybe if he had ATT like alarm, he wouldn't have asked <laughs> yeah. this way. Was he, was yeah. he wearing, <laughs> running away? He's wearing a yeah, black yeah, and white yeah, yeah. striped yeah. outfit with a with, with a, yeah, with a <laughs> eye thing. Looks on. looks yeah. like the bad guys in a Christmas yeah. story. It's a bandy. Yeah. <laughs> All right, thanks, Scott. Appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, I think that's. I think if <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't see, I don't see anybody going to that length. If you're a legitimate business, yeah, I know. You know, I, breaking I mean, into someone's you house, you legit run the risk of getting shot in the face if yeah. you break into somebody's house. We're going to jail for sale. a long, long time. That too. Yeah. Uh, let me go to Greg. Hey, Greg. Good morning. I've waited years to talk to you guys, and now I have nothing clever to say. Oh, oh man! Well, yesterday was Ann Gorski's birthday. Oh, so you can say happy birthday, Ann Gorski. What's up, Greg? 
Hey, uh, so years ago, I lived in uh, Glasgow in Scotland, and uh, they have this um, like street that's shut down just for shopping, and all up and down the middle are solicitors, and they stop you every like 100 feet trying to get donations. And years ago, I was trying to live over there, and the first job I got was as a door-to-door salesman like solicitor and it was all for donations and they went through like a week or two of training of me like eight hours a day of how to get your foot in the door and how to like essentially guilt people into giving Mm. donations and it's all based on well your neighbors are doing this so you're kind of a jerk if you're not doing this like if there's some sort of big gathering like you know like oh my gosh i don't don't want to be the only one with hands you know know, i don't know if it's actual fact or not but my perception was over there that door-to-door salesman was like way more common than it is here and it was like almost like a plague like it was everywhere like really 20 minutes in my old apartment over there someone would be knocking and if you answered the door they would give you generic names of like oh well and and they're so good at what they do uh, in terms of getting their foot in the door and not breaking a conversation and you felt so guilty if you didn't do anything hmm yeah, I can see that as a tactic. I've had it used on me. I, I but I, I run two tabs at the same time. One is for the I, I I give them all the credit in the world for doing something that's very hard and having literally door slammed in your face. But I also ask, you know, you're now on my property. Respect my property. I will engage you. I'm not going to be rude. And then at a certain point, when I'm setting all the cues, I move along. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, my, my my wife has done has called me to be like, there was a solicitor, and I felt bad. I didn't want to be mean. Now we're getting an estimate on our brand new windows. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, right. Do you know who's very can be very persistent sometimes if they show up at the watchtowers and you get the Jehovah's Witnesses? Yeah, uh, yeah. you know, like God bless. I know they're they're on a mission, and I, I got yeah. that. But, I mean, you're there and you have, like, half a hoagie and you're, like, you know, and you oh. uh, I, you know I've, be- I've become desensitized. Yeah. I don't care. You I'm like, no, mom- we don't need any. Bye-bye. Now close by, the door. See him. By, by the way, uh, this is Greg the Cellist from Isolation Idol. I love you guys. Oh! Yeah. Good to hear from you, Greg. Thanks, brother. Appreciate it. Hey, we're happily back at work and everything is uh, doing all right in Limerick. That's Excellent. awesome, man. Happy to hear it, dude. Thanks for checking in, bub. We'll talk to you soon. He works for an ant service. Yeah. <laughs> Steve, my mom used to hand the Jehovah Witness a uh, pamphlet from the church when they yes, would come. Just hand them back a pamphlet. That's what she would do. Have you she checked goes, this out? She, that's exactly yeah, yeah. what she would do. She goes, and they'd walk away immediately. <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. this is a lost cause. <laughs> yeah. There's no way we're fighting this. I asked this. them if they want to pray to Mecca with me, and yeah. I, that works pretty well as well. Or wow. if you just put on devil horns. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I, uh, same thing with the, the uh, phone calls that come in daily. Mm. I just I just hang up. And, oh, and the same thing with the, the front door. In case it's interesting, because I will. I'll get a few a year. Usually, yeah. a landscaping company, uh, pest uh, you know uh, pest services or uh, exterminators. Uh, sometimes uh, you know roofing. It's usually house services and things like that. And they may legitimately be in the area oh, sure. doing work. And I understand. I'm just not interested. We're, we're here to, to canvas. It's it is that dynamic. And there have been times where I have neighbors using a service, and I'll go over and ask. Yeah. Like, you know, right. oh well, can can you come over and take a look at my my setup? You know. Yep. All right, let me go to a couple other calls. I will, uh, yeah, let me go to Larry has a suggestion. Hey, uh, Larry, you're on the air. Good morning. Hey, guys, long-time caller, first-time listener. <laughs> Thank that's you, Chris. Thank you for the first Tushy time. the other way, but that's cool. What's up, bud? <laughs> hey, I actually called, uh, like, a week ago uh, about the guys that got fired for not being able to do their job. Same thing, solar company. Okay. Um, so I work for a solar company. My wife's actually a sales rep for the solar company. Um, and they are door-to-door solicitors. You know, they're coming, knocking on everybody's door, trying to sell them solar. 
because, you know, hey, it saves you money at the end of the day. Um, but Nick or Casey, I forget which one said it, said about, you know, I just, you know, turn my lights off and pretend I'm not home. They're just going to keep knocking your door until you answer. All right, well, then I'm going to move. Yeah. <laughs> no, Nick, so Nick has, has set up a panic room. Yeah. Yeah. I can, yeah. I can outlast you, Larry. I promise. There's food. And there's, hey, he's got prepper food got in there and everything. Canned goods. So, Larry, you're saying it's best just to, just to rip the Band-Aid say, off, go up there and just say, look, thanks, but no yeah, thanks. So you say, no, get off. From my off my property, we're not interested. Get off my off. property. I don't think I've They're ever actually said those words with the actual intent. That'd be <laughs> kind of fun. Maybe Get off my property. Once to a revenue Preston, but that was it. Mm. When they discovered oh, my are, still. There are some rude and ignorant people out there. Like that, my wife's come home plenty of days where mm. it's like, hey, I walked up and they came to the door as I'm walking up the driveway. Like, no, not interested. Get off my property and close the door. I, yeah. I think some people also, okay. on the flip side to, to that, Larry, is that people are just trying to work. Yeah. I get it. Yeah, I don't want to. And that's even people who call, if they're legitimately nice and they call into the house, uh, you know, okay, I'll, I'll engage for, for a few seconds and then move along. And if they don't, I will hang up. What you do get, to me, the most, uh, I don't want to use the overused Thanks, term, offensive, but the thing that drives me crazy, if you do happen to pick up and you're getting a computerized conversation. Yeah. And so, and when you know, hey, how are you? <laughs> you know, and then I'll always say, what, by the way, what time is it? And yeah. if I don't get an answer back, you know, you... I, I don't yeah, even yeah, do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If there is a, if there's a uh, two-second pause yeah. before they respond to my hello... Hang up. I'm Hang gone. Up. Yeah. I'm gone because well, I know what you're doing. Yeah. I will answer. It's, it's scouring the banks and waiting for a pickup and then yeah. it comes in on you. I will answer and not even say hello. I'll just, you know, just click answer and then I just wait. And I wait and I wait. And then sometimes you just hear a click and then other times you hear like... Hey, is Mr. Fosman... And then in the background, you're... <laughs> <laughs> you're like an ox. Yeah. Yeah. I do think it's odd, though, that... Like, I don't see solicitors out anymore. I mean, on a very rare occasion, mm-hmm. like a tree service will yeah. knock at like, my like door. He's, like Preston but said, ha- home services. It. But there used to be... Uh, when no, I was I growing up, you know, full of uh, brush and all that stuff. You yeah, know? but it's just like a lot of calls of people talking about it. Like, it is yeah. still happening out yeah. there. If you're just tuning in, uh, Casey had a guy come and illegally infest his uh, uh, mailbox with ants. <laughs> and then came by and asked if he needed a ant yeah. services. Likely story, buddy. Yeah, this is what he thinks. So it's you, huh? So I'm going to go to Frank. <laughs> hey, Frank, you're on the air. What's up, bud? Yeah, a cup. Yeah, uh, a cup. No, <laughs> so, um... A landscaper came by, and uh, we just moved into the house. The yard looked kind of bad. I had, like, patches of dead grass. So the guy said, oh, yeah, these patches of dead grass, that's going to spread to the good grass. You're going to see it. There's going to be streaks to the good grass. I never heard of something like that really happening. But I was kind of on the fence. I was like, yeah, maybe I'll do it. But then he dropped the line. Like, he could tell I was hesitant. He's like, well, all right, what? You have to ask your wife first if it's okay. Dude, well, he's just an idiot. Yeah. yeah, click. I was like, as a matter of fact, I do because she also owns the house. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's our money. Forty anymore. So whatever. Yeah. Oh, I guess you. you I guess you listen to chicks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, so, I mean, that, that's that, that's that's certainly no way to conclude business. Right. But, so a few days later, well, a few weeks later, there's streaks in my grass, and like. Way too, like, nature did not create these streaks. Oh okay. But, like, it looked like, you know. Somebody, Lines. Like, yeah, like liquid. Like, yeah. And, I mean, what, what can I do? 
Yeah, somebody came out and it, it sounds like they they use some weed killer or something like that on your on your ass, right? Yeah. So I was expecting him to like call me back because I was going to you know tell him off and be like, yeah, come back here and we'll have a discussion. Yeah, sure, come back to my house. But no, no call, no nothing. So yeah. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Yo, can I put their name out on the air? No, no, you cannot. <laughs> no, no, just in case you're not correct about that, Frank. We appreciate it, though. Thanks for the call, man. Uh, I'm going to go to, hang on, I have uh, Dan. Hey, Dan, good morning. Hey, how you doing? Good. What's up, bud? Hey, so, uh, yeah, so I had a uh, a guy that showed up to my door, uh, real nice kid, uh, young kid, so I try to give him the benefit of the doubt. He's trying out there trying to make a dollar. And he starts talking about kids, sponsoring kids over in different countries and starts showing me these pictures and start feeling bad. So next thing you know, I got a kid I sponsor in Guadalajara named Hector. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> How's Hector doing these days? You talk to him often or? Yeah, I get a postcard every holiday. <laughs> Wait, do you really? No, I really do. I get oh. something like every holiday from him. It's like a little letter and. Yeah. If it's really from him or not. But All right, well, at least it was legit. If you're getting it every year. Yeah. I- that's fine. Yeah, I mean, it was a legit company. Like, it's it's been about two years now since I moved into the neighborhood that it happened. But, you know, I'm I'm the type that you knock on my door. I'm looking out the peephole. Like, I don't want to deal with people. I'm home trying to relax. I don't right. want to talk to nobody. So right. this this kid shows up. I tried to be nice. And now I pay, like, 25 bucks a month for some kid Hector. <laughs> well, that's not such a bad thing, though, is it? <laughs> doing some good, in theory. Unless yeah, it's yeah. just going to some dude I, in Kensington. Yeah, I mean, technically I'm doing something good, but when it all breaks down, it was really just peer pressure. I didn't, I didn't want to <laughs> oh, You didn't want to do it. You were forced into doing it. That's like uh, there's a movie called About Schmidt that yeah. is not a great movie, but you remember he's sending this money out and he doesn't Dear think it's... Dear Ndugu. And, yeah, yeah. And, and eventually the kid writes back to him, yeah. and, it, and it touched him. You know, he was he was excited that he was actually helping somebody out. Uh, let me go to, I believe I have, uh, Carrick. Is that your name, Carrick? Yes. Hey, what's up, man? Hey, how you doing? Morning, guys. Morning. What's your story, bud? So about 10 years ago, my younger brother is home alone, and he gets a knock on the door from two guys selling some service, and he gets all nervous because he's home alone and he doesn't have my parents to be the, the... <laughs> put their foot down to give him a hard no. Yep. So he starts making up an excuse that um, that his parents aren't home, so he can't do anything. And he just starts breaking all the rules of a 12-year-old kid home alone, Aww. telling him that, uh, oh, yeah, my parents aren't home. And they're like, well, will they be home later today? And he's Aww. like, no. Oh, no. They're, yeah. They're not going to be home for about a week. And then... Um, and, then and I'm sexually like, okay, curious. Okay, maybe then. And... Uh, so then they're like, all right, do you mind if we come in and go to the bathroom? Oh, God. Oh, okay, but After don't go in the back room where the safe is. Yeah, yeah, because it's open and the jewelry's hanging out. Oh, no, no. Well, so you... he lets them in to go to the bathroom, and he's, like, realizing as he let them in that he made a big mistake. Luckily, they just left, but afterwards, my when he told my parents, my mom started freaking out. Yeah. And, like, checking the bathroom for cameras or, like, things that were stolen or anything like that. Well, one of the things that does happen, and it will happen in cases like that, where someone will come in, and it's the oldest scam that's been going on since there have been people to let into your house, they will unlock a window. Mm. If they, can you go, you know, I'll, they'll go get a pen, and when the homeowner leaves, they'll unlock a window, a point of entry. Right. And they will also, 
you know, it doesn't happen all the time, no, but it's happened enough. You could do it in a bathroom with the doors locked. Exactly. Uh, going back to something we were talking about before, I was over at my buddy's house. Howard is his name, and, and we were hanging out. We, you know, we were teenagers. We went out and smoked some weed. And, <laughs> uh, nobody was home. It was just he and I. And uh, a knock comes to the door, and uh, he comes back a little later. And he's like, hey, dude, there's somebody out front for you. And I'm like, <laughs> what? So I go out there, and I'm just baked. And it was Jehovah's Witness. Oh, man. And I'm like, yeah. Oh. You might have been, were you in an extra spiritual mood because of the pot? I think I I see your point. I got him. No, I got immediately paranoid. I mean, I was a teenager. I'm like, oh. Oh my God! They know. They know. They know. Look at me. They get they, over there. There. And I'm just all these a million things are zipping through my mind. It's clear you're smoking pot. Yeah, yeah. Tell your parents if you yes. don't join. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me go to Tyler. Hey, Tyler. Good morning. Get one with some cheese on it. God damn it! <laughs> As Cullen would say, "What's up, Tyler?" I used to be a door-to-door salesman. I sold uh, roofing, siding, gutters, windows. And uh, one time, I knocked on this lady's door. I the, old, the older lady comes to the door, very intent, listening to me, um, giving my sales pitch. But what happened was she slowly started removing her clothing. Wow. No. No. wow. Is this a penthouse form story? Um, not quite. But right. She was like fully full frontal and keeping me at the door talking like I couldn't get away. It was horrible. And did you comment on the obvious at all while she was doing it? I locked eyes with her. I I tried not to look down, um, and it was a very awkward situation. (laughs) All right, Tyler, was this an attractive woman or no? Um, I, she was, she was older. Um, I don't, I don't want to badmouth anybody, but you know, it, it, it could have been a more pleasant experience. <laughs> it always is. Oh right. Yeah. God. Wow. Uh, you have some liverwurst between your legs. <laughs> interesting, Tyler. Interesting. So were you just eating lunch? When, you, you've managed to get out of there though, right? I did. I managed to get out of there. I, um, I pretty much just said, you know what? You have a great day, and I, I turned around and walked away, and uh, I had to go sit down for a minute and recollect myself. Oh my God. Did you have a manager or anything that you told this uh, to? I did, and they didn't believe me, but it happened. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Nice. All right, Tyler. You seem to have dropped a hoagie in your leg. Thanks, man. man. Appreciate uh, it. Italian hoagie. <laughs> right. There's a lot of red down there. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, well, Casey, I don't know if you got scammed or not. Um, well, I don't he didn't so. get anything out of me. <laughs> or if you, you know, it just might be your wooden post on your Wait, do you saw the ants? No. Oh, okay. No. Yeah, he's numbered them. Yes. <laughs> this one is a Sir Anthony. But uh, no dice, huh? Nope. Okay. All right. All right. Well, thanks for your calls. We appreciate it. We got to take a break. We'll be right back. Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast? Well, check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on MMR's mobile app. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. I saw this uh, very interesting article that I thought was worth uh, passing along. 
Uh, I think I got, I might have got a BuzzFeed, but it was uh, through a Reddit uh, question. Somebody had asked on a, on a Reddit um, uh, platform, what funny things did you think about women's anatomy before you learned the truth? So it was asking guys this. What 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 did you, as mainly as a kid, think? Yeah, the mystery. Yeah. What, how does that work? Yeah. Where does the pee come out? And uh, the men were yeah, was one of the things. afraid to admit they knew yeah. nothing and took some pretty funny guesses. So I'll, I'll give you one, a, a first example here. Uh, this is the author said this. Yeah. He, he goes, on a related note, I kn- now this is what, what women thought about guys. So it's it the opposite here. She said, I knew, he said, I knew a girl in high school who thought men's testicles were in two fully separate sacks that <laughs> clanked together like Newton's cradle. Those steel balls that yeah, clanked clank, together. Clank, clank, clank. Oh my God. Uh, pretty funny stuff, apparently. So she thought that she had a misconception about men. There as you well. go. Yeah. yeah. I think it's, I think probably in, in the, in the misconception range that there's probably more going on from young, young men. I think so. To women. But probably. That's yeah. just my call. Well, I was one and Steve, the question you asked is it was a permanent, pertinent one. Right. Uh, the, the, where does that peak come out? Because <laughs> I, I knew that sex was a thing, right? Yeah. yeah. But I didn't understand the mechanics of it and so uh, i'll phrase this delicately but i didn't know that she sort of had to go down and come up when engaged i thought you just went straight in like, right yeah. I, oh, I know what you're talking about right yeah, in yes. fact yeah there's there's so it, one of these quotes is that exact same okay. thing yeah all right i'm glad i'm not alone then. that the that the uh the entry point was more yeah. straight in right and not well, okay so in other words my... did you, did you, i'm sorry did you, you would face clarify? each other you could yes. stand face to face yes. and just go oh. right in horizontally yeah. i think that's because you know because people like kiss that way right yeah. right so like it's yeah. got to be now genitals go that way too right so okay. my friend thought for the first time that he had sex and he didn't really <gasps> oh what because did... he, he was thought he was he, you just went oh, straight was, in so it was really just oh, like on top it wasn't right. actually oh, wow uh-huh. okay he, uh, so he thought he was not a virgin at and that he was like, age oh yeah. wait um yeah i mean okay. he was yo- he was young for his age you know it wasn't when the rest of us were doing it right but- mm, your okay. belly button's so tight <laughs> All right, well, let me let me give you a couple of other examples this one's great it says when i was a little kid uh i knew that girls didn't have penises but i thought they still had balls <laughs> Do you remember how terrified you were and how, like, amazed and, like, all the things you thought? Yeah. Now, I I was sure you could fire a laser beam into a woman's butthole. Now, I was... uh, (laughs) You can. You can. Oh, that's right. Uh I had a sister, so I had... Growing up, we would would bathe together and everything, so I had seen the female anatomy for myself. So uh, those who didn't have sisters of a similar age might have been a little bit more of a mystery for you. Um, here's another one that says, uh, I thought that a period was just women going to the toilet and peeing blood out. Oh, my God. Perhaps multiple times during one day. Wow. He says, now I know that many women wish that were the case. <laughs> yes, it'd probably be easier. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one says, since adults constantly reference babies being in mom's tummy. Yeah. Which you do. That's all the standard. time. Yeah. And to get things in anyone's tummy, you have to eat them. A logical <laughs> conclusion <laughs> for a three-year-old to arrive at is that moms eat tiny babies. Oh, my God. Baby grows and then will climb its way back up mom's throat and out of her mouth oh when they are big. Oh, my God. Oh my God. Did That's you? Great. I always, I remember as a kid wondering, getting the idea that there was an opening down there. Yeah. But not being able to understand why everything just didn't slide out. Right. Okay. <laughs> right, 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 right. Right. I could see that. Uh, this one is titled, The Kid Does His Own Research. It says, when I was like four, uh, the older and very unusual neighbor girl climbed a tree 
and peed from up there while I was out of the splash zone, but below. And to me, it looked like she was doing it out of her butt. Oh, that's, I think that's pretty standard for for any kids. Oh, yes, I've gotten that. Like, uh, Jay's actually last me. He's like, he's like, you pee out your butt. I'm like, no, I don't. He's like, yes, you do. (laughs) No, really, I don't. As a kid, I I thought that, and, and Kathy will probably confirm this, but I thought girls didn't poop. Uh, they don't. Kathy yeah, does not do that. And the reason being is because uh, I would see after my sister, if, if she happened to not flush the toilet, that there was toilet paper in there. Yeah. But no. No poop. Right. Oh. Yeah. And so and I she, thought. She didn't realize she was dabbing the nozzle. Exactly. Yeah. So I didn't know what that was all like about. I didn't Because I, I didn't have to do any cleanup when I peed. Right, right. right. So right. I thought that she just, yeah. that girls didn't do it. Yeah. That they didn't poop. So do they? No. Okay. They don't. You're right. right. You're right. Yeah, yeah. You're not a dumb kid. Uh, here's another one that says, when I was a kid, I thought it was weird. Girls used another bathroom. And my mother told me that girls pee sitting down, so they use a different bathroom. Little me was then trying to figure out how girls sit on the urinal to pee. And remember thinking, this just must not be comfortable. <laughs> well, you remember in Step Brothers when she's in the... Uh... God. <laughs> she's got Catherine her leg on. on the urinal. Oh, and after she boy. does it, she turns to her and says, stay golden, pony boy. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love it. Uh, this one says, I have a sister. So from a very young age, I was aware of the basic differences in male and female anatomy. That sounds like me. Uh, mostly because I thought the, uh, the like some people, uh, I thought that some people have an in-belly button and some people have an out belly button. A, vine, a vagina was just a penis that had grown inwardly. <laughs> so he thought that for the longest yeah. time. Uh, yeah, I could sort of see that. So that's yeah. a confusion that makes sense. Another one says, uh, I was only nine at the time. My friend told me that uh, people poop in different colors. And the girls poop in colors such as pink, yellow, and all. <laughs> oh, wow. That'd be awesome. Cool. He also yeah. claimed that he got the blue color and I was just so devastated that I got the disgusting brown color. <laughs> and, you know, sometimes yeah. the misconceptions can come from somebody telling you something. Oh, yeah. Even as a joke. And you uh-huh. run with it. And you end up thinking that it's, you know, I'm vibrant. sure there are people who believed a lot of the stuff that I said as a joke uh, as oh a kid. Oh, my God, right? Yeah, because I was doing it all the time. This text says, I thought you could milk boobs. Uh, it says, I thought boobs were filled with milk and you could milk them just like a cow. <laughs> Uh, well, sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah, yeah. But not quite. No, like not that. on demand. Uh, I'm going to go to Margie. Hey, Margie, good morning. Good morning. What's up, Margie? All right, so my kids were in the tub together when they were like three and four years old. Um, and my son threw like a bath toy at my daughter. And she goes, dude, you just hit my wiener. And <laughs> And he said, you don't have a wiener, you're a girl. And she stood up and said, yes, I do. It's right here between the hot dog roll. Oh, oh, my, oh my God. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Fantastic. <laughs> wow. Uh, and, and you overheard Fantastic. this? Well, I was in, I was giving them a bath because they were so young. I was the hot dog roll. Did you, did you just let that slide or did you say anything? Oh, I couldn't stop laughing. Okay. Yeah. All right. I, mean, I guess in a way, yeah. All right, it's thanks, their Martha. last bath together. <laughs> <laughs> Aww. Yeah. Aww. Now he's got that. a foot long. Uh, this one's... All right, listen to this one. says, 
My husband (laughs) thought women's eggs only released by an orgasm. (laughs) He didn't realize it's a monthly cycle. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my God. We're going to dislodge some eggs tonight. Where did he get that idea? Yeah, they were were, like Velcroed on and you had to jostle them. Where do these ideas come from? Well, I mean, listen, I mean, essentially, that's how the male egg, and I know it's not an egg. Okay, so, so logically. Yeah. He just assumes that that might be the case, but he had to have heard the story. I don't know, man. Yeah, these are these are people like me. Their parents didn't explain anything to them. I know. <laughs> well, you get the basics. You can conduct all the stuff without really knowing. Like we drive cars, but do we really understand how they work? This is like, right. yeah, wait. Don't you remember? My mom was like, I think I asked about sex, and she was like, Oh, let's go yeah. to the zoo. <laughs> right. I was like. Okay, let's let me watch how the you. animals do it. So we've, uh, as parents, uh, we've been pretty open about it with our kids yeah. and, and, and haven't shied away from any questions they have or also openly saying, hey, let's talk about this. Um, what about you guys? What about uh, the other parents in the room? I'm at a, a delicate age with my son. He's 14, so uh, and he's a little bit of a late bloomer. So it's, uh, yes, you have the conversation. And um, actually, one of the benefits of... Um, being divorced is that Ben has a stepdad and uh, a pseudo stepmother and my girlfriend, so he has several adults that he can talk to. Yeah, and so we're all kind of open about you it. Feel comfortable with? Yeah, him. yeah. And so if he's not comfortable necessarily talking to me about it, he can talk to my girlfriend or you know his mom. He can talk to his stepdad. So uh, I, I think that as long as you present as an open parent, I, it's weird because you don't want to make them feel terribly awkward, but you also want to be there if they have questions and they need to come to you. My wife is really, really good about this stuff. Uh, she bought books. Right. right, books that were actually meant for children. Right, and the way she got my oldest daughter to read it was she handed it to her and said, "Hey, can you look through this and tell me if you think it's appropriate for your uh, younger brother and sister?" Oh, okay. Smart. And so, do you remember the name of the book? Um, the Joy of Sex. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, the Kama wow. Sutra. Sutra no. Yeah. yeah, no, I uh, Dang no, it I don't. Hard. I don't remember the name of it. Uh, but it's it is straight a, stunt. Yeah, straight <laughs> stunt. Straight stunt. Yeah. Uh, is this is, woman a squirter? Oh my god. Oh. Okay. So god. I, you know, I is took this, it in that direction. So is this appropriate? It is appropriate. It's it's meant for children, okay. but it, you know, basically tricked my daughter into reading it. You know, huh. I I talk smart. with kids all the time uh, about sex. chase me away, but please, uh, please real don't. quick, <laughs> before the yeah. before I lose these text messages, okay. and then Kathy, I'm going to ask you uh, about uh, your approach on this. But uh, it says, up until I took a health class in middle school, I was convinced by my parents that babies were cut out of their mother's chest or oh, stomach. Wow. My mom had open-heart surgery when she was 15 and told us uh, as kids that the scar down the middle of her chest was a scar from our births. There you and go. So that led them to believe yeah. that they come out of your chest like oh, an alien. Jesus. Uh, another one says, I used to think that uh, girls used one tampon a month. I always wondered why my sister had a whole box. I'm like, that should last you at least a year. Yeah, come on. Oh, that would be great. Wouldn't it? (laughs) Only one. Uh, So, Kath, with with the way you were, you know, the subject was kind of avoided. What about uh, Jace when he becomes? Yeah, uh, he's not at the age, but we'll probably go to the Elmwood Park Zoo. But not. (laughs) Yeah. Not about that eagle. Not necessarily about sex, but about using uh, anatomically term. correct terms yeah, and things yeah. like that. Yeah. So, th- yeah, there's been, like, you know, little things like, the, you know, the testicles or, like, you know, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, sure. This is uh, your balls. Uh, I would say this is that, that you're going to train him enough that every time he thinks, you know, after sex, he should be getting a stuffed animal and a picture <laughs> of a, you know, like, like a zoo thing. <laughs> He's kind of wild. We're gonna go no. So, but the whole wait. But let me just explain the zoo situation. So behind that was um, if the animals, 
We're getting it on? <laughs> yes. Yeah. That my mom could explain it that way. Did that ever happen? It did. And, yeah, and, and I she explained it to you. It. Okay. I, I actually remember it. They were... Um, when two monkeys love each other very much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was like... They were like... When a monkey or... loves another monkey, he he spanks it. <laughs> uh, and throws his... I don't think he loves me, Mother. He didn't throw a turd at me. Oh here's here's one that says... So uh, a text says, please talk to your children about their body parts. Oh, dear God. They went on to say... My mom made me feel shameful about stuff like that. Aww. So I could never go to her about it. And it's sad. So that's sad. 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 Somebody speaking from, uh, you know, experience. Yeah. I mean, it. you find out a little bit about, you know, on, on your own. But to, to have those things. And we've talked to adults who have labored under, you know, fairly general misconceptions about things. Just because you, you all go, okay, you, you accept that, okay, that scar on your mother's chest is from where you were born. <laughs> right. All right, here's another one. I'll go to some calls, too. This says, um, my closest guy friend, I'm a girl, and I were hanging out after school one day. I said something that play poked fun at him, and as a retort, he flicked one of my boobs and said, there, now I just scrambled your eggs. (laughs) And I had no idea what he was talking about. And so after I pressed him, he admitted that he thought that your ovaries and eggs were located in your boobs. (sighs) We'd gone to the same school since kindergarten, and at the same time, uh, and at the time we were 16, and I've never let it live, let him live it down since. So it doesn't explain why he thought that. <sighs> yeah, that's but incredibly Im- insane. I scrambled your eggs. Uh, let me go to John. Hey, John, good morning. Good morning, fellas. How you doing? Good. What's up, John? Uh, no, my 11-year-old son was with me. We were watching from a movie or something, and uh, a sperm came on the TV, and my son was like, what's that? I'm like, oh, that's, a, that's a sperm that's what's in your testicles. And yeah. he's like, you mean they're constantly swimming like that? <laughs> and I'm like, well, yeah, but that's what happens when they get released. He's like, what, you mean they're down here? And I'm and he's grabbing, and I'm like, yeah, they're, they're in there. And he's like, and they're swimming? He's like, is that why they always itch? I was like, um, <laughs> Because they're n- swimming. No, away. yeah. um... <laughs> Let me start from the beginning. Right, yeah, right, right, right. Let's start all over again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, all right. let's let's just try to explain yeah. what that you just saw on TV. Yeah. All right. Thanks, John. Yeah, it can be it can be a little strange trying to explain it, but some people go through life and they don't know and they ha- they hang on to this, and then it can be like the scrambled eggs story. It can be really embarrassing. Sure. When you when you spout out something that you have thought right. is the truth, and everybody looks at you, all your friends are around you, and they go, uh, "No, dude." <laughs> How long have you thought that? Well, it's like, you know, they, ba- they feel like bags of sand. You right. know, like 40-year-old yeah. virgin. Sand. 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 Wait, what was that from? It's 40-year-old virgin. 40-year-old virgin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 feel like Why sand. Why sand? Uh, this one. Boner, Boner jams. Wait, what was the case? Oh, this is a different oh, movie. My beard. It's not real. No sh- Well, it was real, but you see, I got sick and all the hair fell out, so I had to wear this thing. How'd you get sick? I loved a woman who wasn't clean. Mrs. Santa? No, it was her sister. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Bad Santa. Uh-huh. That awful movie with Billy Bob Thornton. <laughs> uh, this, this one uh, post says, My conservative Bengali parents uh, didn't tell me squat about human reproduction. As a kid, I saw chickens lay eggs, and I assumed they pooped the eggs out or something. And that's why I thought that I got pooped out when I was birthed. And that every woman or female poops their babies out. 
Who would have thought that vaginas existed? So they had no idea. I think the big point of contention and confusion was that, you know, we, we have proprietary equipment, uh, you know, uh, the, the male of the species, and, and, and not, but there's, uh, there's, uh, you got a twofer with the, um, with the, uh, the urine, I'm trying to do this as delicately as possible, <laughs> in the vaginal area, so it seems to be all coming from one area. Well. That's why you, you appear to... Uh, pee out your uh, butt, Kathy. There's certain information you can and should get from your parents, and then there's other information you have to glean from the schoolyard. Yes, right? and yeah. uh, you know, or like an older an older sibling. Uh, even that would yeah. be a little bit weird. And I'm talking like technique, you know. Yeah. Uh, because you know, Nick, based on what you were saying earlier in the conversation with uh, you know going in, yeah. in the front, <laughs> I remember like asking friends like, "How are you supposed to?" Because yeah. I didn't know, and I yeah. thought, uh, and asking friends that had had experience. At that point, because like, right. I hadn't, you know, that was like, oh, you're supposed to do that and yeah. use your tongue this way, that kind of thing. A friend of mine has an approach that I'd never heard before with her kids. Now, this is also the same friend who made her kids raise their hand when she started doing, uh, you know, when the kids went school. virtual yeah. during school. We talked about mm-hmm. her. Um, so she she told them when they started started asking her questions. She said, "All right, I'm going to give you three answers. One, I'm going to tell you, okay, I'm going to answer that question for you. Right. She said the second answer will be it's none of your business, and the third answer will be you'll learn that." Late when you're older, and okay. you have to accept my answers. So you ask me whatever you want, but you have to accept my answers. So that's what they'll do. And if it's something that's not quite age appropriate, yeah. she'll say you'll learn that when you're a little bit older. Huh. And if it's like you know, like she said, he, he goes, "Well, so do you, so do you and Dad do that?" And she goes, "That's none of your business. That's none <laughs> of your business." Uh, that's an interesting approach. Yeah. I think that's a good approach, yeah. actually. Wow. Or have a film, a movie that answers each question. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. I here's one that I had. So the term screwing, yes, uh, when I was a kid, <laughs> confused me. Right. I knew about sex. This was probably uh, fourth grade, something like that. Okay, third, fourth grade. So I knew I knew that there was sex. I knew that that people did that. But I'd heard the term screwing use. I didn't know what that was. I knew it, it meant sex, but I thought because it was screwing that be, there was some sort of twisting motion. Rotation movement. Exactly. That Phillips it, that, head? I don't know. Head? Uh, some kind <laughs> yeah, of head. Yeah. Uh, but, but that, and I couldn't quite wrap my mind No, I can see that completely. Somebody's going to have to spin Spoon? at yeah. some point. Are you stand still and I'm going to revolve around. Yeah. So yeah. That, like that a, one took a long like time. Like a to bizarre game of sexual twister, Preston. Mm-hmm. Did you guys have any um, sex ed outside of school at any point? We had, no sex. Well, outside of school. Yeah. I, I, so I had it uh-huh. in church. Believe it or not, I, I went to Unitarian oh. Church growing up, and it was no. it was called AYS. It was about your sexuality. And Steve, I mean, you, you cracked a joke about yeah. watching movies, but we watched movies in this class, yeah, yeah. and they were it, it was it wasn't porn because it was sex ed, but it was uh, awkward watching those movies with the teachers in the room yeah. as an eighth grader, you know. But I learned a lot in that class because it was. I felt comfortable being there. Um, no, I didn't have. I think. I a think fulfilling we... sex life can be achieved by humping one's navel. <laughs> Just stand directly in front of your partner. Uh, Walk towards them, aroused, and you will have sex. Um, Dude, the minister's wife taught the class too, and it was just like, <gasps> was she hot? We in health class is yes. what we had it in. And really? Yeah, Mrs. Greeley. I can't. <laughs> 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 What was it? What was it called? The class? AYS. About, welcome to AYS. Yeah. About your sexuality. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. This could be fun. Um, no, no. I'll I, show you, and you tell me. The majority of it, I just 
got from friends. Yeah. You know, my dad had the talk, but by the dad, by the time my dad had the talk, <laughs> I already knew okay. what was up, you know, and, uh, <laughs> I, and it was very awkward. I'll never forget it. My yeah. dad had to talk with me when I didn't know what was up. So it was it was a year or two okay. too early. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I don't know what you're talking <laughs> yeah. about, but cool. Thanks for letting me know. Right. You know, and it just it, it went went over my head because I I wasn't there yet. But he tried. Now, do, you, do you know how to, how to bang a chick? <laughs> <laughs> what? Let me tell you a story about the Manson family. Yeah. Bag of sand. You know, when you have intercourse, it's best if you include raisins. <laughs> <laughs> like the meatballs? <laughs> What's with this family and raisins? <laughs> like the meatballs? Uh, this one, Kathy says, not quite anatomy, but my 33-year-old boyfriend thought that you stuck pads to your skin. <sighs> he was very confused when I tried to explain that the sticky part goes on your panties. Oh. <laughs> I don't know a lot of that stuff, a lot of the, you know. The technical yeah, exactly, exactly, Preston. Why would, why would you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, we did have health class, and uh, the one thing I remember the teacher kept stressing in, in sex ed, basically, which is a... Uh, a course, sub-course within the health curriculum about how things shut off in a male, you know, during the sex act, and you're not... Because I remember this one kid was... Not the guy... Uh, peeing? How, yes, yeah. peeing during the yeah, act. Yeah, yeah. You know, well, what if that I, happens? I remember having that concern yeah, as yeah. well. But, your, yeah, your body takes care of right, it. Right, yeah. So going back to pads, when we were younger, um, we my cousin and I didn't like to call them that. Like, if right. you know, do you have that, like, out you know, in public or even just around like my brothers or her brothers or whatever. So we came up with a name so we could say it in front of people and people wouldn't know what we were talking about. (laughs) Or if someone was going to the store, we could say, pick that up. What'd you call them? Chicks with wings. Chicks with wings. (laughs) (laughs) Chicks with wings. Because some of them had the wings that would wrap around the underwear. So, you know, you wouldn't get any leakage. So yeah, we'd be like, can you bring me a chick with wings? (laughs) I didn't know what that's what the wings were for. Yeah. Is that what that's for? Wrap around the underwear. I didn't know that. And go underneath there. I did yeah, not know God, that. I haven't used one of those. I can't even. I I can't even tell you. So how the long. tampon was the more is the more popular, right? right. Once like, you figured right. it out, once you figured out how to use it, yeah, that's. And that what'd was... you call that? A poon plug? Oh no, oh, we did mm, have I, a name uh, for that. What was that? I forget. I, I the chicks with wings was what was the most. Kotex. I remember like I remember ads for old, and you'd see them, and they they look like they were basically large. This, and and it was the streamlining of women's hygiene products that. You, you wanted more absorbency and yeah, and, and they less. They were large. They're they gross. were incredibly large. Uh, going back to the the pee thing, real quick here. <laughs> I'm sure Bill's loving this. <laughs> uh, but uh, had you ever been uh, messing around with somebody and then realized, oh man, I should have I should have gone to the bathroom yes. before this. Yes. Uh, and then then it, you've got to you got to make a crucial decision. Do I stop? Strong baby. The momentum here <laughs> and go use the bathroom, or do I try to make it through this whole right, thing? Right, right. And then afterwards, when you're done, if you have completed and you finish the act and you have to pee really bad, oh my God. You, there's this waiting period. Well, because the system's been shut down. And it yeah. hurts. Yeah. You got to like, wait. Yes. That's, yeah. It's like the levee has been closed. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. There was a detour put in place. Yeah. Totally, totally. So It's uh, a seed sea block. <laughs> <Right>. Literally. <laughs> totally, yeah. That's exactly what that is. Uh, and I'm going to have to blow the dam. No, why don't you? One last one. This is from a female. Uh, she said, and these were misunderstandings about the, the female anatomy. She said, I thought that once you get your period, you just have it forever, not once a month. <laughs> oh, wow. I'm a woman. I was 12 and just accepted the fact that I would bleed out of there all the time. Oh, my the God. Time. That would be all a the nightmare. Time. How many right? kids do you think, how many boys thought that, that, that boys as well got 
Yeah. Yeah, period. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Um, anyhow, I thought that was just kind of an interesting approach uh, or a look at uh, the big mystery well, growing it's, up it's, and not knowing the anatomy of the opposite sex. An essential part of your, well, not an essential, but it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a part of your life that could be very, very awkward. This text says, just have your kids watch Big Mouth on Netflix. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, my it's God. It's effective. They cover all that stuff. They sure do. But they cover it in a the most vulgar fashion <laughs> you could possibly imagine. Wow. All right, listen, I want to take a break. We'll be right back. Join Sarah tomorrow from 9 to 11 at Creekside Cabaret in Hatfield Township for an MMRBQ 2022 ticket raid. Creekside Cabaret is Montgomery County's only gentleman's club with drink specials every night. Amateur night the first Wednesday of the month with a $500 grand prize and adult star Giselle Blanco on April 20th. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. It's brought to you by East Coast Roofing, Siding, and Windows. Serving South Jersey since 1979. If you call, they'll show up. All right, let's see. Where do we begin? We'll start with this one. Uh, this is the story of a naked man jumping on a car with a mom behind the wheel and her two young kids in the back seat. That's beautiful. Uh, Drek a Dreek. Drek a Dreek? Yeah, she has. Back She has. She has the video to prove it. Uh, Dreka Drake in the video says, uh, you see the uh, man and wandering into traffic was a man who was wearing only socks. Mm. She said one was black and the other one was white. Can't even match his socks. I had a friend with me and we were laughing. He was walking up to cars and he saw us. The video shows a man approaching Dreka Drake's car. <laughs> Dreka Drake. And within seconds, he was on the hood, pressing himself against the windshield and fondling himself. So he's smushing his bits yeah. on the window. That's unpleasant. Uh, she said, I told my kids to cover their eyes. I didn't know what to do next. Safe flight repair. <laughs> he uh, refused to get off the car, and he had a smirk on his face, apparently. That's Drekka Drake's song or theme song. Uh, I didn't know what that was. All right, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he refused to get off the car, and he had a smirk on his face, and that's when I started driving forward, and he still wouldn't get off. It occurs to me that that's somewhat provocative. Uh, Drake uh, prepared to hit the brakes, and she said that he seemed to know what was coming next. She said he put one hand up as if to say, don't punch the brakes, but I did. Uh, according next to her uh, description, the man flew off the car onto the pavement. His exposed parts hit the concrete. Ow. <laughs> and he rolled over several times. Unfazed, she said the man got up and started approaching other cars. She said, I didn't see, or, I'm sorry, I didn't stay to see what happened next. We got the hell out of there. Uh, she Why would you hang around? But she didn't report the incident to Houston police at the time, but she says she plans to now. Uh, so, good luck. <laughs> Why is she doing nothing? Joe wanted to wait a little bit and just ruminate on things. A medical examiner with the Georgia Bureau of Investigation was suspended for two weeks after complaints that she made inappropriate comments while handling the remains of a dead woman. Dr. Sandra Thomas, who has never faced any other complaints since joining the agency in 2014, has expressed regret and has returned to work. Look, I'm going to make it sing. (laughs) 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 
<laughs> Honestly, you need to have some respect for the dead, especially when you're in that job. Uh, yeah, she asked another, apparently during the autopsy, she asked another doctor at the morgue if she knew how to do a Muslim autopsy. The other doctor said Thomas then lifted the neck of the dead woman and made a wailing sound called a uh, ululation. Like a... I guess, I guess yeah. so. Since the times of ancient Greece and Egypt, ululation has signified times of both mourning and celebration. Huh. Uh, to, it's generally heard at funerals and, and weddings in the Middle East. Yes. Uh, Thomas repeated the question and sound with another doctor. The doctor also found the remark inappropriate during an investigation. Hey, look at this. Uh, Thomas expect, expressed regret for her actions. The GBI suspended her, and uh, she had to sign a document acknowledging that another inappropriate action will result, it result in her termination. You would like to think that your loved ones are yeah, cared there, for. There's a certain amount of reverence. Instead of putting sunglasses and cigarettes in their mouth. Right. Uh, so, anyhow, in December 2018, there was an employee that took a photo of another smiling while posing with a severed head of an elderly murder victim. Those employees were fired. So they don't, they don't That's put up, gruesome. Yeah, they don't put up with that stuff. 46 ice cream trucks were seized from owners who allegedly amassed 22,000 traffic fines, totaling about $4.5 million since 2009 and evaded paying the hefty debt, according to New York City officials. How fast are they driving these ice cream trucks? The seizure was Kids known. can't even catch up. The seizure was known as Operation Meltdown. <laughs> I like that. Comes after the truck owners allegedly amassed the traffic violation fines through a scheme in which dozens of shell companies were created to avoid enforcement efforts by the city's Department of Finance. So this is a, this is a full-on scam. Uh, the complaint alleged that the group operated companies that uh, accrued 22,000 summonses for violations. Wow. Including, including running red lights, parking near fire hydrants, blocking pedestrian crosswalks. <laughs> what the hell was that? They're going really fast. They're going very fast. <laughs> <laughs> Do it again. Wait again. All right. Uh, hit play. Can't yeah. speed it up. Speed it up more. I tried. No. My bad. Uh, so anyhow, the alleged <laughs> scheme was based off a periodic, systematic, and repeated re-registration. I thought you were going to sing Grease Lightning. It's <laughs> 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 periodic, <laughs> systematic, <laughs> white grease ice cream. <laughs> 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 All right, we're done with this. Oh, man. There was they were bad people. There was there was a much that was it. The bulk of the story had been imparted. Yeah. <laughs> it feels like we're in the goddamn Twilight Zone. Oh, it really my does. God. All right, one more story then. Okay. A man in Central Florida told deputies he poured salt on the floor of a Walmart store to get rid of the evil spirits that were around him. Did it work? You know what? I don't know if they verified that or not. Honestly, how would you be able to know that at a Walmart? The Pasco Sheriff's Office arrested 38-year-old Damon Dean Cantrell. Well, to be honest, Lou, I haven't seen any demons. <laughs> <laughs> they might have worked. Sunday morning. 
The store manager told investigators a man poured salt on the floor and on his feet before walking into the woods nearby the store. If you break the salt circle, though, demons will be able to penetrate. It's like Manitou, Steve. Absolutely. Did uh, we learn nothing from that Tony Curtis film? The manager said that he wanted the man charged with trespassing. A deputy found Cantrell laying under some trees in the woods. I did my job. He was still on Walmart property. Uh, so they arrested him. Another Walmart saved. <laughs> there you go. Listen, I've seen things that look like demons in Walmart. Absolutely. Many times. He's usually wearing stretch pants. Yeah. And that is the B-File. We're going to take a quick break. Stay close. We'll be back in a moment. WMMR proudly presents the return of Kathy's Cuts, benefiting wigs for kids, Monday, May 2nd. Hey, everyone, we're back, so get your ponytails ready for the chopping block. It's for a great cause, Wigs for Kids. Their mission, helping children look themselves and live their lives. Two locations this year, Gravity Hair Salon in Plymouth Meeting and David Arnold Hair Salon in Jenkintown. Make sure you have at least 12 inches, preferably 14 inches of hair to donate. And with what's left, the amazing stylist from Gravity and David Arnold Hair Salons will craft you a great new do. All donors get a gift bag of products from True Beauty Concepts. So go to PrestonandSteve.com for ponytail guidelines to ensure you have a minimum of 12 inches, but preferably 14 inches of hair to donate. Then make your appointment to join us May 2nd. Kathy's Cuts, benefiting wigs for kids. From 93.3 WMMR, putting Philly first. I got up extra early uh, to get into work this morning. And, uh, you know, when you when you have to... Uh, make some concessions. You do something you don't want to do to uh, get yourself ready for the workday. It might be important to have a list of things to do in the morning to be happier oh. at work. And I found <laughs> a list of six <laughs> things to do in the morning to be happier. Now, Kathy, Kathy Lee, I wonder. I, I understand you have a list of how to get to work in a happier mood. That's right. Correct. Uh, this is from uh, Monica Torres. Monica Torres, yes. the great Monica Torres. She really knows happiness. Well, she's a she's a writer, but she does uh, she did interview a, a few experts. So, are you interested in ways to? Yes. So these are going to be obvious, I assume, right? Well, let's see. Let's um, see. So, this, this will redefine happiness list as we know it. Six things to do in the morning right. to be happier yeah. at work. I think everyone can benefit from this. Number one. Drink a glass of water first oh. thing after you wake up. Oh my God! Yeah, drink. A I glass love of water. that. I love yeah. water. <laughs> Water's so good. I've heard. Why I have a bottle of it right here? What? <laughs> no, they put that Look in the bottle, folks. Wow. I've heard that uh, a, wa- a glass of water in the morning can be just as effective in helping you to wake up as That's a coffee. couple. Oh, coffee. Yeah, coffee. Nick, my mom has been telling me that for years. Now, I don't trust your mom. Uh, right. <laughs> but I do. I, trust and tomatoes keep anal cancer away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I sip water all night long. I get wickedly dry mouth when I sleep, and I'm constantly rolling over and having to. I it probably. Six, seven times a night, I have to get over and get a sip of water all night long. I sleep with my mouth pressed against the fan, so (laughs) it it, 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 it dries out. No, I agree. I I, I always have water right next to me. Uh, I drink... I actually had a, ca- a point in my life where I was drinking. Well, when I passed out on the show here, yeah. they took me over to Lankanow, and the doctor said, you're drinking too much water. Right. I love it. Yes, yeah, so, yes, President, same thing. I can't stand that parched yeah. in the mouth feeling. It's I horrible. always drink a, a bottle of water um, before my coffee, though. I feel like. Oh, really? Yeah, like I just feel like 
gross. To quench I, the thirst more? Uh, no, I just feel gross if I put if coffee is the first thing that goes okay. into my body in the morning. No, uh, that's the first thing. Uh, that's what I drink on my way into work. I drink a twenty ounce. You make it the night before, or you set it up the I, night before, I right? Set my timer the night before, and it's ready to go. All I have to do is pour it in a cup and go. fry the bologna, and then you're out yeah, the door. That's it. Yeah, I used to, and I have like the, about six months ago, I quit having coffee in the morning. And uh, yeah, yeah, or on the way to work, I would normally. It's first thing I do. I right. make you know after I get dressed and ready to go before I'd head out the door. I make a cup of coffee and head out with it. And I've stopped doing that, and I've realized I don't really need it. Um, oh. And I, it's not because I'm. I, I, I did it because you know I would load it up with cream and sugar and stuff yes. like that, and I was I wanted to lose some weight, so I'm like, all right, I'll cut those calories out. And then I realized, you know what, I'm I'm doing fine without the coffee, without okay. the, the the wake me up thing. You'll have a cup. I like have one with, here. With, yeah, when the show's here. Yep. So that's it's the same thing. I drink. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, I'm I'm limited. Water's my main drink. My main drink. And uh, yeah, and I and the funny thing was years ago, the notion of drinking just straight up regular water. Yeah. To, no, boring. Can't can't do it. No, it's a black cup of coffee for me on the way in. Uh, I need it to wake up. I, I also, I you know, I realized a while back that I kind of I idle on on grumpy. So I need that to, like, get me in a better mood. Well, I was just going to say, so, wait, again, this list is, it can make you happier? The list can so, make you happier. According to this uh, clinical psych- <laughs> psychologist, uh, Ajoa Asay. Right, who works for Poland Springs. Uh, she said that uh, hydration is a uh, practical tip for helping your body feel good throughout the day. Osei said she noticed that not drinking water in the morning would negatively impact her body later. She said, I often wake up, I'm rushing, I'm walking my dog. I don't feel so good. <laughs> then I'm dehydrated and I have a headache for the rest oh. of the day. Uh, that's why she made a point to drink water in the mornings and recommends it to clients. Well, Casey, I was going to say, since you drink coffee on the way in, maybe for the rest of the week, can you drink a glass of water before you have your coffee and see if you feel any different? Uh, okay. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, I, I so set the Mr. That. Water before you go to bed. Yeah. Mr. Water. Yeah. All right. I, just, I got six of these to go through. Oh, right. you're just at one? <laughs> Here's another thing uh, that is recommended to be happier in the morning. So you, so you can do in the morning to be happier at work later in the day. Number two. Two says, reclaim your time and choose an activity that you like to do before you work. No. It's uh, impossible. This, is, all right, this, this does not work for us. Yeah, I love so when people say to me, you know, they, they know that I exercise a lot. Do you exercise before work? What? Yeah. I Are you tried kidding? That one time because Planet Fitness, I used to belong to that, yeah. and they were 24-hour gym. I was like, I'm going to go. Right. And they had this cool little circuit training thing where you can get a full workout sure. in half hour. Right. I was like, that's what I'm going to do. And I did that one time. I'm like, this sucks. Especially when it was like 10 o'clock in the morning. I was like, I, I'm just You're dying. dying right now. All right. According to Melody Wilding, an executive coach and author of Trust Yourself, Stop Overthinking, and Channel Your Emotions oh. for Success at Work. That's a long title. Okay. She recommends starting the day with an activity that's meaningful and centers you, like yoga, meditation, no. <laughs> journaling, no. or taking a class. No. All right. Uh, so yes, you can do things like that. Uh, they, she said, uh, you feel more, more in control. You feel more in control. When you start your day with something of, of your you choosing. Wake up and you find something, whether you scrapbook or journal, you feel more <laughs> in control. All right, what else? Uh, keep in mind, that's what's a nur- keep in mind that what's a nourishing activity for others may not work for you. Perhaps bury bodies. What? Things that you might oh, have left undone from the night before. <laughs> <laughs> Invite children into your home. By the way, speaking of meditation, uh, Casey said, is this on Netflix? It's on Netflix. So uh, a 
there are three different things on Netflix that are under the Headspace umbrella. Okay? Right. Headspace, Headspace is, is the... a, an app. It's a service for uh, mindful meditation. Yes. It, it guides you. You've used yeah. it. Yeah, I yes. did for a little while. So I just found well, out. About... I suck at it. Yeah. I, yeah. Well, I found out about this thing yesterday. So when I went to bed last night, I used it because so uh, of the three, there's one uh, that it's Headspace and it's uh, it says interactive. So right. that's the one that you want to choose. And they have uh, three choices. As a matter of fact, if you play this sound clip press, this will kind of let, let you know what they offer. Okay. Uh, on I this. didn't know this. So, so if meditation is something you want to take out for a spin, you can do it through Netflix. Here we go. Hi, it's Andy from Headspace. Great to see you again. Let's try another exercise as you build a healthy mindfulness routine. So Andy was my guide, too, when yeah. I used Headspace. It was funny because he has such a thick right. Australian accent. He's like... Yeah, you can sit in a chair. You can <laughs> sit in a, what's a chair? Yeah. Oh, a chair. Okay. You sit in a chair, relax. Eve will help you get started. Thanks, Andy. So what would you like to do? Meditate to feel less stressed. Try some different ways to relax and unwind your mind. Or sleep soundly so you can wake up feeling more refreshed. Oh. So I did that. You did the sleep soundly thing? I did thing? the sleep soundly thing. All right, Casey, thing. let's work with you. Let's say you have a waffle, and in every square there's a little bit of butter. <laughs> Don't you feel good now? <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I fell right asleep with that one. You've just been elected president of the Running Away Club. <laughs> Aren't you a good little boy? <laughs> Come here. Come here. <laughs> Pretend I'm a deer and you're feeding me pretzels. <laughs> We've just bonded. All right, so this is uh, step two here? Yeah, so once you choose which... Uh, thing you want to do, whether you want to mm. meditate or relax. I chose I want to go to sleep, and mm. so this is, you know... Is your butt plugging firmly? <laughs> for people that uh, I'm, I'm the type of person that needs to fall asleep with something on the television. However, right. I don't want something on the television that is going to distract me and make me turn over so I can see what's on the screen. Yeah. So you, you, don't want like, so, you, want, you want you something want... you can hear that doesn't distract you. Yeah. Something that's not entertaining. Right. Well, or something that is so familiar like to me. Like a quiet place. Like a quiet place. No, I, you know, something like a movie that I've seen a million times. Right. Something that I'm going, oh, I wonder what that looks like. Like Endgame. Yeah, so this Endgame is exactly I it. know, you Thank said you. you listen to it, you watch it a lot. So I chose the sleep one, and, and all it is is it's basically like meditation as you go to sleep. Uh, so here are the, the options that you can choose inside this menu. Okay, let's help put your mind to bed with a story. Put 45 minutes aside for a relaxing journey to one of these places as you drift off. Don't worry, we'll be quiet after you fall asleep. Which one of these sound nicest to you? Gentle waves as night falls in a secluded seaside town. I like that, Ooh, one. I like that one. A I crackling one, fire while you're cozied up indoors on a rainy evening. It's good too. <laughs> Or a quiet nighttime train ride through the mountains. Uh, train rides are very soothing. Yes. Or perhaps a stop into a peaceful aquarium How after about close. A, a union ride in a sheet metal factory. Hmm. <laughs> they all sound pretty great, don't they? Don't they? Okay. I did the seaside town last night. Okay. Uh, like How about the soothing sounds of the Tet Offensive? The <laughs> Tet Offensive? <laughs> Vietnam. Yeah. So let's let's get to this. Let's go. What is this? We is did this going on the seaside town journey. No, we let's went go. to a, a, the aquarium. Okay, let's go to the aquarium. Let's go. Fishies, fishies, okay. Yeah. yeah. Good, Good evening. 
And welcome to the Moonlight Aquarium. A carved wooden bench at the center of the room. That's like they lose their accent at the aquarium. Right, they lose it. Invites you to sit and bask in the neon blue glow of the surrounding aquarium walls. Over there. Do you like that bubble sound, Chris? I do. Yeah. Despite the late hour, none of the aquarium's inhabitants seem interested in resting. In fact, they're all dead. <laughs> A school of minnows darts back and forth between strands of swaying kelp. All right, and you're supposed to be visioning, visioning this. Yes. Visioning yeah, this. You are asleep. I hippopotamus eats a big head of bok choy. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. That's what happens at the aquarium. Yes, it does. Uh, yes, you're you're correct. And yeah. then while the underwater, well, they seem to glide along the floor of the aquarium. Mm. One takes a huge dump. <laughs> Bigger than you've ever seen. A huge cloud of fecal matter. Starts to become like an underwater cloud. Looks like a unicorn. So you can uh, meditate before work uh, right, if like you'd that. like to feel better. Imagine you get into work, you're all trippy. Yeah. Here's another thing that you can do uh, in the morning to be happier at work. And, uh, Kath, you do traffic here, so it's... Uh, do you do traffic at home, too? Relate to this. It <laughs> says, put the stress of setbacks like traffic delays in perspective. Good thing to do. Some mornings are Actually, less... Than ideal, it says. Steve helped me reset this morning because uh, I had to. I wasn't able to get on seventy six east because of the truck fire with all the baloney, and uh, <laughs> and so I had to take twenty three and go through Conchi and whatever. And Steve said something to me because the first thing I said to him, and I wasn't even a bad mood yeah. or whatever, but the, I was like, oh, yeah, no, I couldn't get on seventy six, couldn't drive into work like I normally do. And Steve said. Uh, your or something to the effect of your day's better than the guy that had the truck fire, right? And it's true, you, you know. Go. Like if if you get Respect in a car it. accident, uh, you're having a worse day than the person caused, you know, that's in, sitting in the traffic because of that car accident. It's the sucks to be you mantra. Yeah, yeah. you know. I mean, doesn't it suck to be you? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> in the aquarium, you broke in. You're so lonely. You couldn't get anyone to go with you. <laughs> I mean, what are you doing? You're standing there looking at a jellyfish. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Don't you know a girl? I mean, come on. You're sleeping in your bed at night all alone. You see, you got your race car sheets on the bed. It's pathetic. Puts it into perspective. And you got that Hummel figure that your grandmother gave you, the little German child with his arms outstretched. I love you. It doesn't love you. <laughs> all right, so you're supposed to keep these setbacks in perspective, it right. says. When you start to feel overwhelmed by the setbacks life inevitably throws your way in the Back morning. to the aquarium. Take a moment to breathe. Wilding said that one to two minutes of controlled breathing can reset your nervous system and help you regain some feeling of calm and composure. That is a fact. There is something to say about taking a deep breath for relaxing. Like, even if you are if you happen to be, because I've used this before when I'm about to fall asleep and sometimes yeah. uh, tense thoughts happen in my mind. Right. And I feel my body physically tensing up, fish, you know, a fist clench or, or, you know, back's tight or whatever. If you take a deep breath and exhale, mm -hmm. those muscles relax automatically. It, it's it just does. Your, it, physically, your body does. It gets that reaction, yeah, uh, you know. Um, take a, 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 breath, a good right? sigh, yeah. Take a breath. Let's take a breath. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's my little small time problem. Take a breath. I don't know. <laughs> Sesame Street, right? Yeah. Okay. Take a breath. Right now, take a deep breath. 
<laughs> you have two black love ones? It's, it's one of the few voices relaxing. I could do. Yes. Just relax. <laughs> Take a breath. Smell the smell, sniff a sniff, take a breath. You can move your feet for walk. Only use your tongue to talk, but your mouth and nose are waiting. Take a breath. Just take a breath. Take a deep breath. Relax. <laughs> All right, something else here. All right. Create boundaries between you and the morning habits that drain you. What morning habits do you have that drain you? Pleasuring yourself. <laughs> um, I'm tapped you, out. I just I just mentioned one. Uh, literally leaving the phone, uh, not in the room where, you know, if I'm going to go to the bathroom in the morning, like putting the phone aside. Okay. Uh, just like taking, it, even if it's only five oh, minutes. No, even yeah. if it's only five minutes, just getting All off right. the phone. Yeah, it says your phone scrolling first thing in the morning. There you go. Uh, checking work emails. Well, I have to, once I get to work, I have yeah. to check emails, but I don't do that at home. I don't have time to do it at home. That was, uh, okay, Hanky. Uh, he would do that. Uh, so Sam Hanky from right. the Sixers, he didn't touch work emails or anything along those lines for like the first, I don't even know. I mean, it might have been like hour, two hours of his of his day. He's like, I'm not doing that. Good. I don't- See, I don't have time for any of this in the no, morning. Either, I leave man. every nah. second of time yeah. to get ready and get out the door. I don't look at my, Nick, you're lucky I saw your, you're lucky, I'm lucky that I saw your text this morning because I don't ever look at my phone until I get get to work. I rarely look yeah. at my phone and I heard it uh, vibrate. I heard my phone vibrate on the counter and I'm like, that's weird. Who's texting me this early? It was about 76 and it was, being closed. And he was telling me that 76 was closed. Um, yeah, for us, morning pretty much doesn't exist. No, it doesn't. I mean, I get work, you know, it, immediately you're in work mode. I mean, there's, and, and we have to get up ridiculously early. We don't, you know, even people who, who have uh, like a, um, you know, like a 7 a.m. start, you can still get up and and the the sun is coming up, and you're yeah. you're, you're heading up. We're we're kind of a different animal, sure. and there are plenty of you know third shift workers oh, and stuff like that. That we're your brothers and sisters. Yeah. We know what you go through. Yeah, exactly. All right. So anyhow, it says uh, yeah, if grabbing your phone or turning on the news are things that um, that start your day in a way that you would not like. Uh, how to create some time to separate that? If you do, n- if you do want to watch the news in the morning, it doesn't have to be the first thing that you turn on. So they're saying just take a pause. Take a breath uh, yeah. before you... Take a breath. Okay. <laughs> All right, here's another uh, thing to do in the morning to get you better, ready for a better day. Check in with your body ah. if you're waking up tense. Ooh, you're a little hard down there, buddy. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What did she say? Ooh, you feel a little tense there, buddy. Just checking in. <laughs> What's that right there? Boner alert. <laughs> right, Kath? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, right? She's yeah. on board on that one. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so it says if you, if you wake up wound up, take a moment to take care of your body and help it relax. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's what they're saying. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Rub one out before Let you Let me go. give you a little hand there, buddy. Yeah. That's back to bed, actually. Uh, it says, do you feel tension in your shoulders? Are you clenching your jaw? Yeah. Quick Does question. your body feel tight? Statistically in your life, and I, I, I bet you I can guess the answer, but if you've pleasured yourself evening or morning? Evening. Evening. Evening, evening is the evening. time, because that to me is a de-stressor. Yeah. Yes? Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Yeah, yeah morning. Morning. Maybe like 10 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. I mean, when I get here to the office, I'll pleasure myself, yeah. but I don't have time. <laughs> 
that yeah. what you do? Yeah. The first one here. Is that why you get here so early? Yeah, 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 so early so I can get naked and <laughs> sit in Kathy's seat and pleasure myself. <laughs> How many times in your life do you think you've done that? At work? No. <laughs> oh, pleasured? Period. Oh, my God. How many thousands of times? Okay. I can... Casey's extra- doing the math right I now. He's living out of his calculator. So, 46. I'm one. Do you ever have a time where you're, you've... You've gone through a period where you need to see yourself. I need to ratchet back a little. I don't bit. like me anymore. Yeah, when I was, when I, yeah, I, 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 I don't I turn don't, me on anymore. I feel filthy. I'm thinking yeah. somewhere I, I, close I'm, to ten thousand times. Yeah. If you think yeah. about it, I what mean, were you going to say, Kathy? <laughs> I hate this give conversation. <laughs> I thought you were going to give a number. No, I'm not going to give. That's a all number. you were going to say is I hate this conversation. I don't know. I had something else to say, and then Casey said ten thousand. I got grossed out. Nick, can you just do a quick check on average? On how many times Casey? Has? Yeah, on how many it's got to be over ten thousand. Like I've I've done the math on how many times that that we per because, year because of the hour that we get up. How many times we've seen the sunrise? Right. Because yeah. some people are lucky if they see a sunrise every now and then. We've seen it, and I think it's like in the eight thousand times range. And that's with weekends off and vacations added. Right. I kind of did a ballpark estimate. So I got to believe that. The, the pleasuring yourself would, would go beyond that because that's just over a... You don't have 20, to get up for a, that. That's a 25-year career. You don't have to get I up had, early. <laughs> I had many years before that where I was... Uh, right. Did you, Casey, did you just multiply 365 times 30? Uh, times 31. Okay, yeah. And then I was like, there's no way I did it every single day. Not every day. No, right no. But no. some days you up the but game. Some, yeah, sometimes <laughs> yeah. I did it more than once. And, right. Wrist injuries, things like that. Sure. Number six on this list is... Recognize that happiness won't necessarily come from your work itself. Right. Uh, it says uh, it's it's helpful to consider where you think you should be getting your happiness from. You may be looking for it in the wrong places. Uh, work doesn't have to be the thing that contributes to your happiness. You bring your happiness to work. Are you about to sing the uh, Urban Cowboy theme? It, looking for love and all. <laughs> oh, no. Looking for love in all the wrong places. Was that Johnny Lee? Was that his name? Like Garth Brooks? No, no, no. no. Brooks. Definitely not Garth I Brooks. I spent a lifetime looking for love. I think it was Johnny Lee. Isn't that Buckwheat? What? That's no, that was Wook and Poe Nub. All right. Which was the Eddie Murphy uh, <laughs> bit about that. No, anyway. Uh, so they said uh, it is a mindset shift that is required to expand your definition of happiness so it isn't so contingent upon the conditions of your workplace. And that's a good idea. You you Listen, it's, it's great if your work situation makes you happier, uh, but you can't rely on external forces to make you happy. Mm-hmm. Teaching yourself to feel good can help you not depend on outside forces like a job to help you feel happy. There you go. And that's an important lesson (laughs) that will help you at work and outside of it. And if you can pleasure yourself while you're at work. Absolutely. Like That's a good way. Yeah. yeah. Every morning Kathy's in Kathy's chair. Chair. <laughs> Do you guys want to hear the uh, the Headspace uh, Seaside Town one by any chance? Yeah, that's the one that I you used to yeah. fall asleep. Though, if you, if you missed this part of the segment, because this has been a longer segment than I thought it was going to be. Uh, Headspace, which is a, an app that you can use for uh, mindful meditation. Uh, now, Casey was saying, has um, on Netflix some of their uh, guided stuff. And I'm going to check into that. That's pretty cool. And they can help you... Uh, Drift off to sleep. It's a smart idea, especially since a lot of people have the TV on at night when they're going to bed. Yeah, so if you do a Headspace search on Netflix, three different things are going to pop up. Choose the one that says interactive. Okay. So this one is, this is Casey's 
essentially a story to help him fall asleep. And the seaside town is the one that he went with. You take a seat by the large window mm. at the end of the room. Oh, I like this already. Mm. You've arrived. The ocean towns, I'm literally kind of swaying to my left and right, right. now as I'm listening to this. Just in time to watch the sun make its first contact with the horizon. Oh, stop it. It's a, it's a lone swimmer As you there. settle into the soft, a young sort of crispy, wrinkly-looking girl. There's a fin in the water. drawn <laughs> along the length of the harbour like just this. outside. Yeah. Yeah. I love this sort of setting. Yes. So she sets everything right. in place, and then she d- tells you what to do right. with your body. Oh, okay. Now, the waiter walks towards you, and you say, do you have cheesy bread? <laughs> I like cheesy bread. He says, no, sorry, sir, we don't have cheesy bread. <laughs> and you realise he's lying to you. <laughs> the place is cold. Cheesy bread, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> Do you take me for a fool? <laughs> Hang on, let me play you s- Suddenly, your fists, which you've kept hidden in your sleeves, <laughs> start to descend, ready for a brawl. You're going to teach his dickhead a lesson. All right. Wow. Okay, well, anyway, compete. Well, these are ways to have a uh, a nice day in the morning before you go to work. <laughs> I hope we cleared things up. Yeah, are we clear on that? Crystal. Yeah, right, good. We should take a break. All right. uh, we're going to do that, and we'll be right back. Make sure you stay with us. 93.3 WMMR presents Concert Cash. You could win 500 bucks. Plus a pair of tickets to the MMRBQ May 21st. Weekdays at 8 a.m., 10, and noon. Then 2, 4, 6, and 8 p.m. Listen for the Concert Cash sounder. When we'll give you a keyword. Text it to 45911. Or enter it on our website or app to get in the running for the $10,000 grand prize every time you play. The official rules and details at WMMR.com. Free MMRBQ tickets and cash to blow at the show. On merch, adult beverages, or whatever you want. It's MMR's Concert Cash. Sponsored by AAA Distributor on Grant Avenue. In stock, kitchen, bath, and flooring products. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. I'm not sure if we're in the connoisseur or not. We may just do this particular list, but, but I have some connoisseur stories if we need them. Isn't exactly here. He's parked in a van across the street. But if we need him, we can just call him and he'll run across. That's all you got to do. So, it, uh, the title of the article is "What Food Product Came Out the Year You Were Born?" Oh. And so, oh. it's it's one really notable food product that came out for every year, and it starts like in the 1940s and then moves on. So, it's oh. some pretty interesting stuff. Because I know mine, but it predates that. Uh, uh, Mastodon bites. No. Yeah, <laughs> mm. they were and great. Yeah, <laughs> were they good? They were great. Uh, after school, right, right, <laughs> yeah. Mom would pack yeah, up sometimes as a treat, yeah. But, but yeah, they were generally an after-school treat. No, um, <laughs> there's some interesting things here. So, we're, who's interested? Who who wants to? All of us. Yeah, do okay, all. all of us. So, 1986. You are ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> what, Steve? You were 59. Yeah, 59. 1959. Steve's birth year. Little Caesars pizza <laughs> came out. That's I good. Thought, I, I thought like that, that would have been more current. So would I. Yeah, absolutely. I thought the same thing. Yeah. 
But the year was, before... Was that the actual Caesar that released it? Mm-hmm. The year before, Steve, 1958, Rice-A-Roni came out. Wow. That's San Francisco about, Treat. That's, yeah, that's right, man. Right. Yeah. I love it, man. Uh, I don't think I've ever had Little Caesars. It's good. It's good yeah. pizza. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, because had... you're such a pizza connoisseur and you love trying all, all different kinds. I'm surprised. There just haven't been any around me. You make me sick. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Thank you, Tony. <laughs> uh, let me read this. It says, Mike and Marion Illich... Spent their life savings. Uh, spent their life savings to open Little Caesars Pizza Treat in Garden City, Michigan, with a focus on inexpensive pizza made with quality ingredients. By 1969, they had a thriving string of franchises in the U.S. and Canada, and have continued to grow ever since. Here's a fun fact: Little Caesars was Marion's nickname for her husband. His penis. Little Caesar. <laughs> hey, are we going to see Little Caesar tonight? <laughs> Little Caesar going to peek out from those shorts or what? He eventually ended up buying the uh, the tiger, Detroit Tigers and uh, Red Wings. And so he was a... What? Like a yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, he, he, he passed... I think he passed away a few years ago. Um, But Damn. yeah, he was a titan of the industry. I will wow. tell you this. Um, Listen... As they say, all pizza at some level is good. And, and the thing that I like about the Little Caesars was they were a little bit more doughy. Well, uh, but I, I, found, I found the crust to be pretty good. And I remember when I was a teenager, their their big marketing campaign was, you remember, they would say Pan Pan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. Like a little thing, is you would get two pizzas, essentially, for the price of one. Yep, yep. And so it was... That's why we started going and getting Little Caesars, because it was cheaper. I mean, it was flat-out cheaper. Where is there a Little Caesars? I don't one, know. There's one near here. me. Is a lot there? of times you'll see Little Caesars as part of, like, a, uh, you mm-hmm. know, the, the three-in-one. Oh, you like know, the Taco like, Bell? D- yeah, d- a Dunkin', a Taco Bell, uh, and a pe- Little okay. Caesars. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there's also one on the boulevard. I, I haven't had Little Caesars in decades. Yeah, yeah. It's been a long time. Yeah, there used to be one right down the street, Kath, but now it's like a mobile phone store. Okay. Why, Do they you, still serve pizza? No. I think you have, I think there's... There's a, um, uh, yeah. a challenge for you. Yeah, I'm, gonna, to, I'm to trying find to little I'm Caesars gonna... and get one. I would like a mobile phone with extra cheese, please. <laughs> All right, next we'll go to me. We'll go chronological. All right. here, okay, 1968 is when I was born, and in 1968, the Big Mac was introduced. Yeah! Wow. The only thing more popular, it says in this article, at McDonald's than fries, the Big Mac, uh, the iconic Big Mac, the sandwich made its debut in 1968. Didn't. Invented by a Pennsylvania franchisee to feed bigger appetites than a single cheeseburger could satisfy. I remember the story about that person came up with the idea. There were already loads of McDonald's, and this guy just had this idea and presented it to corporate, and they loved it. So the whole thing was, I mean, the History Channel did a thing, a series called, I think it's The People Who Fed America or, or something like that nature. So obviously after the original owners of the the first McDonald's, and, and it, Ray Kroc basically bought the the whole concept. And then they kind of stole it from him. Yeah, actually. yeah. Well, he, he got a really good deal. Let's oh, put it that way. Yeah, the greatest deal. So um, he goes out, and yeah, he, they're, they're they're trying different things. It was actually a secretary in the office they came up with the the Big Mac, the name. They were all sitting around there, and she's credited with giving that name. But I never knew this chronologically speaking, Preston. The Big Mac was a response to the Whopper. I always thought Burger King's Whopper was a response to the Big Mac. No, and in fact, the Whopper predated it by 11 years. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So it wasn't like... Uh, they they waited. They, they didn't, yeah. you know, R&D this to death, but it came out in 1957, uh, the Whopper. So if you were born in 57, that's what uh, came out the year you were born. All right, who's next oldest? Casey's Me and Nick in our uh, 75. Yeah. 75. Yeah. 90, Kathy's 91. 1975. <laughs> 93. Famous Amos Cookies. <gasps> I'll take These it. are all good. I love them. Oh, uh, really? I'm... Oh, my God, yeah. I like them, I, too. I once tore through LAX because I <laughs> purchased... You needed 
Well, I had purchased, <laughs> Kathy, like a full huge bag of to take back with me of a famous Amos. And I'm, I'm getting, I'm about to board the plane. I'm like, where's my, where's my famous Amos? And I mean, I ran like across nine terminals. Did you leave it somewhere? I left it next to my seat in one of the lounges. <laughs> and I, it was still there. But I said, well, oh. someone's eating my cookies. I'm burning this whole place down. Uh, when former talent agent Wally Amos wanted to sell his famous chocolate chip cookies, he got some high-profile help from singers and friends Marvin Gaye and Helen oh Reddy. Oh, my gosh. Wow. That makes it cooler. They uh, were married at one point. He based his recipe on the cookies his Aunt Della used to make a simple but satisfying cookie just like homemade. Famous Amos is all right. I'll, I'll take this for 1975. However, if I'm uh, in the mall and I need a cookie, I'm going Mrs. Fields. Mrs. Fields. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So here's the difference. Have you ever had Famous Amos prepared fresh? I don't think so. Okay, no. there's the difference. If you get it in its more uh, solidified state, still a fine cookie. Yeah. But when you get them fresh, they're competitive to I Mrs. Would, I would say Famous Amos is to Mrs. Fields as Little Caesars is to Domino's. Yeah, I, I would disagree only... Well, Famous Amos is and, and Mrs. Fields, they're two different... I mean, listen, it's a chocolate chip cookie. Famous I get Amos that. is a crunchy cookie. It's yeah. a crunchy cookie. So oh, Famous like. Amos and Chips Ahoy are, are you yep. know, more similar. Yep. Same sport, different league, that kind of a thing? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Well, it depends on what you like. I mean, I like the crunchier cookie, so I don't know. Anyway, uh, so that was 1975. Kathy, you're up next. 93. Shut up. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, 78. 1978 was... Ben and Jerry's ice cream. Oh, another good one. 1978. Nice work, Kathy. Wow, the, the whole ice cream company, that's yep. when it started? The first Ben wow. and Jerry's scoop shop opened in 1978 in a renovated gas station in Burlington, Vermont. It wasn't even that long ago. It was an... <laughs> so recent. That it history. was an immediate hit. Thanks remember the, they, the news went out. richness of their ice cream and big chunks of ingredients. The news went out via Pony Express, as you remember, President. Uh, uh, yes. Yeah, that there was a new ice cream company. <laughs> I would tell <laughs> Cookie dough and chocolate uh, were a couple of their first ingredients that they came with. So uh, the next year they had uh, their first ever free cone day mm-hmm. and soon after began selling pints in stores. One of the only uh, Ben & Jerry's stores that was left that that I knew of was in Montauk and we used to go every yeah. year when we were on vacation and just last year, yeah, they, they took it away. Oh, really? So, yeah, still one in Cape May. There's one in Cape May. Is there? Yep. There okay. are so many, obviously, it's in so many places now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Case, when did, the, when did they release the fish food? Oh, I don't even know. Maybe late 90s or, okay, yeah. or mid to a, late 90s. It's a good tour if you ever get to go to Vermont because you can get the samples at the end and it's, <laughs> you get to see how the uh, the sausage is made, so to speak. But it's it's. Fun. Weren't you in line before, sir? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I didn't have a mustache yeah. 20 minutes Keep an ago. eye on that guy with the big head. Marissa. <laughs> uh, uh, put a little check mark on your head. <laughs> Amongst you and Nick Murphy and Connor in there, who's next in line? When, when was Nick Murphy born? Nick Murphy and I are both 1983. All right, 1983. And what came out? Out that year, Chicken McNuggets. Oh, wow. A big one. That was a game changer. I will tell yeah. you what. Uh, I don't care. McDonald's hit that. You know, there have been questions as to what the initial configuration was. I don't care. Chicken Nuggets rocked my world when they came out. Yeah, they uh, grossed me out. And yeah. then they changed their uh, recipe. Like, everything changed. Yeah. Uh, so now Chicken McNuggets, love them. Okay. Yeah. Uh, these bite-sized pieces of fried chicken are so ubiquitous, it's hard to believe that they didn't appear until the 1980s. McDonald's knew home, uh, I'm sorry, knew how popular they would be and had to secure a reliable supply of chicken before they could offer them at all locations. Uh, McNuggets were an immediate hit, not only to kids, 
uh, but uh, but uh, with adults who wanted an alternative to burgers because they they. Were they selling any chicken sandwiches before? I, they might have had a chicken sandwich. I'm into nubbits. Yeah, nubbits. I'm into nubbits. Yeah, I'm into nubbits. Yeah. That was uh, that was the most dangerous drawer to walk past when I worked at McDonald's. I worked at McDonald's for four you years. Scam and them. The nugget drawer would just sit there, and they would tempt me every time. And I would. I remember often, that. Yeah, it was like a wire mesh drawer exactly. that you could pull out from the heater. I yeah. remember that. Yeah, and they yeah. you'd take them out of the fryer, dump them in there, and then serve mm-hmm. them. And uh, I just I didn't eat Big Macs when I worked at McDonald's, but. Boy, did I love the Nuggets. All right, Marissa, when was Connor born? 1993. Wow. <laughs> okay. Same year as Kathy. Yay. Yay. I didn't know Connor and I were the same age. Uh, so, Connor, hang on, I got to scroll way down here. Oh, okay. okay. Something. Snackwell's Cookies. Do you remember these? Hey, Cookie Man. Oh. Yeah, the Hey yeah. Cookie Man. Hey Cookie Man. And that was uh they were, they were good. Oh, a little mm. more calorie conscious. What? Yeah. Yeah, I know they were good. Yeah, they were. Uh, like them. In fact, they, I the, the Devil's Food Cookie nobody's. was my favorite. Yeah. Mm. It's like a chocolate covered cake. I'm with you. In your mouth. <laughs> Those were good. They're they awful. Sucked. What are you talking about? <laughs> if you're gonna have a cookie, have a have cookie. Have a cookie. No, I, I'm, I'm, I'm with balls. Preston on this one. I thought they tasted good. Cardboard and sugar on top. I didn't feel like this kind of locale thing. They were surprisingly good. Yeah. Nah. What was, it? What was, what was your food? These. What was your your your, your food year, uh, Nick? Famous Amos. Stunk. <laughs> you just went through the airport I know, to get them. But you just pissed Fire. me off. <laughs> right, oh, so. you had to bring up my running across LAX nine terminals. As if that shows that I love them. Snackwells, indulgent devil's food, and cream filled cookies were on shelves and in TV ads well before the rest of the competition and netted Nabisco fifty seven million dollars in sales in the first five Ooh. months. To be honest, I don't remember any other flavor in the Snackwell line. Yeah, that's the all devil's food was all I ever had. Oh no, they mm. had well, I looked them up because I never had them. They had a bunch. <laughs> Man. <laughs> Let's go through the 1980s, if you don't mind. Oh, Please. Uh, because that was kind of my era. And um, huh. in 1980, and I remember when these came out, Tostitos. Yeah. I remember that clearly. Jace will pick this if we go and I tell him he can pick, you know, a bag of uh, snacks for right. home. Tostitos. He, he'll pick these without eating, a, you know, a dip with it. He just likes them regular. So my favorite in the Tostitos lines are the Scoobables. Yeah. I... I have a little issue. I like them too, but I I don't know. They, they can they, hurt the inside of your mouth. Yeah, and I feel like I'm cheating a little. <laughs> no. They're also unnecessary, you think, you think but not calorically. I mean, you're not doing it like you're not eating with chopsticks when you're eating. Yeah, I yeah. understand what you're saying. No, yeah. I, I, I can see merit in that. It's, it's stupid. It's yeah. not hard to scoop anything with a regular. Uh, tortilla chip. It's you know. It's so it's unnecessary. It is for me. <laughs> no, I, I no. Still, I see. I, you're a big boy. You well, can do it. Yeah. Well, no. In, in, in Vietnam, I got the injuries that make right. it hard for me. Now, uh, we have a graphic here in the studio. Has anybody? Because I have. Anybody tried the Cantina Thin and Crispy Tostitos? They look good. No. They are the best. Okay. Uh, the only problem is uh, they're you know not as sturdy, so yeah, you have to be. Thin. They're yeah. fragile. Well, then just use whipped cream when you're scooping. <laughs> That's be, right. Be more for a light salsa. You're not going to dive into some guac with that. No. That'd no, but tough. the scoops you could have like liquid concrete. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you could you could definitely absolutely liquid concrete. You could do some masonry <laughs> with those. Now, uh, I hope this is a popular opinion here in Philadelphia. I think hers restaurant-style tortilla chips are far superior than any Tostito. All right. Hers brand is excellent. Mm -hmm. Yes. I'll go along Uh, with that. I'll give you a thumbs up on that. All right. The 1981, we're going through the 80s here, uh, Lean Cuisine Meals. Oh, yeah. Came out. Remember those? (laughs) Microwave dinners. 
Yeah. And, uh, and they were supposedly, I guess, a little bit more... Tasty and, and more... You know, uh, watching Well, they were also... They were more... They were more, in a culinary way, more adventurous. So they had uh, a wider variety of what we consider quasi-gourmet dishes. However, later on you would learn that each one of them had three pounds of salt in it. Yeah, right, right exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the 19, 1982 brought us Diet Coke. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. And I love Diet that Coke. Seems, that seems like late, doesn't it? That was post, post-tab, right? I mean, and, yes. uh, did they just cancel tab or whatever? Not, the, uh, Not that, just a couple of years ago. Yeah. They finally officially shut it down. They, they was, still made just a handful of, of uh, batches of that a year. Tab was the first, well... Yeah, that the was the first, first marketing diet, yeah. diet soda, yeah. Uh, but then Diet Coke was the next big mm. competitor, and it came in in 1982. It was very, very popular. Yeah. Uh, then we had Chicken McNuggets in 1983. 1984. Ooh, sugar-free Jello. Oh, forget it. Shut up. Go, yeah. go sugar or go home. Jello's kind of gross in general. I don't like it either. As really? a kid, I liked it. Yeah, yeah as really. a kid, I liked it. Yeah. Yeah, you Jello like Jello? is one of those things yeah. I associate with ha- with being sick. I'm all right with Jello. So you know, I guess it's, it's like, like you're getting nothing out of it. You know what I mean yeah, when you're eating like... it. But then if you really, if you think it's about hard water, if you think about what gelatin is, <laughs> yeah. Do you know what gelatin is? It's cow semen. What's that? Sugar. No, it's bones. Yeah, oh, that's God, what it is. What? That's what gelatin that's what it is. is. Oh, they yeah. boiled down animal bones. Dear God, what? <laughs> and that's, that's what that congealed <laughs> stuff is. God, yeah. I don't like it. Um, <laughs> they used to I, call it animal bones. When I was a kid, I don't think I cared for anything that was sugar-free. I did not like the flavor. I remember having, do you guys remember, Crystal Light, right? I remember having Crystal Light for the first time and going, like, w- what is this? Like, this is... This Case, it, it all doing? to me had yeah. a chem- exactly a chemical taste to it, which I could never get behind. It yeah. just, it, like, uh, you know... But like now... Kool-Aid. Yeah, now... To, I'm sorry. It was better with regular sugar. No, it was. Know? And now we have Crystal Light uh, peach iced tea in my fridge, like, all the time. Hmm. And so, your taste Well, over changed. time, they've been able to, to, to change those uh, flavors, like... The, the game changer diet soda I thought was Dr Pepper. I mean, it tasted like like Dr Pepper. Yeah, they, yeah. They, it, it, they it's still it my favorite. When, when did that come out? Mm, wow, uh, in the nineties, I believe. I think so. All right. Anyhow, nineteen eighty four, Sour Patch Kids came out. Oh. Uh, nineteen eighty six, Pop Secret Microwave Oven. Ooh, microwave popcorn. I'm sorry, Pop Secret Microwave Popcorn. Wait, what uh, year? Nineteen eighty six. That was cool when popcorn yeah. hit. Because before that, you had Jiffy Pop, or you did it old school with the oil and. We used and to love that too. Popcorn. We had a big, a specific kettle for popcorn. Now, yeah, and it did sort of revolutionize the deal, and it was, um, uh, it was great. But then I, I get sick of it after a while. You know, of popcorn, microwave. No, oh. never popcorn. Okay, of microwave popcorn. I. Eat it all the time. And uh, I'm a big Orville Redenbacher fan. (laughs) (laughs) It has to be Orville, not any of the sons. But when I was a kid and we did microwave popcorn, like, a bag of popcorn took five minutes, right? And now if you were to cook popcorn for five minutes in the microwave... You'd have coal. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. You would have... yeah, microwaves have come a long way, Steve. The first, <laughs> yeah, you, you, I used to have to put logs in my case. <laughs> yeah. By the way, Orville Redenbacher, popping corn, just yeah. the regular popping corn, came out in 1970. Wow. That wasn't, that wasn't the microwave, though. That was the regular popping right. corn. All right, so we're going through these. Uh, 1987 brought us Snapple. Mm. Snapple iced tea. Oh, Snapple was great. Hugely popular that was. Yeah. So Snapple's home office was on my way to work when it when it when they um, Westbury, Long Island, I believe. Okay, and um, they were also cool. They had a thing on the cap. They had these little 
saying some things under the pop top yep. cap. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, so they had a, a great marketing program and it took off. All right, I got something. This what? annoys the hell out of me. Yeah. Uh, so anywhere you go, if it's a local deli, Wawa, 7-Eleven, anywhere, there's only one option for unsweetened iced tea. Oh. And I don't like it. It's the green leaf or something yeah, leaf. Yeah, yeah. It, it's not good. There's, I, hmm. um, not Snapple. The other Arizona iced tea used to have an unsweetened. Not there. Right. Really? Well, it's, there's diet, right. but I don't want diet. I want unsweetened. I right. don't want... Oh. A lot of times they make so they'll make deals with various distributors. Okay, yeah. we'll carry the diet line of this, and the and, the, and that's how, you know we'll carry the sweetened line of this. I the, just thought unsweetened was more popular. I'm not more popular, but but popular enough that they would carry right. it in a store. Do you know what's like bizarrely the, the Lipton's high end version of their tea? Their, their most popular brand is the sweet and the southern style tea. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And that's it's so like it's sugar water. Yeah, yeah and it's right. so and it's like I I will treat that as a dessert. It's so yeah, sweet. You should. Yeah, I remember yeah. when yeah. Snapple came out with the kiwi strawberry. That was like oh, that was good. That was so good. I had probably haven't had Snapple in decades. And did you know that well, they're, they they're, they fell apart? You know, they went away for a while. I mean, they, they're, their okay. product line dropped dramatically. Well, you know their bottles aren't uh, me- uh, not metal uh, glass anymore. You know they're plastic, right? Oh, really? I can't yeah. Pick no, this I didn't goddamn bottle. Up. <laughs> I didn't. Well, because Chuck still drinks Snapple. I I lived off of Snapple in college. We would always so when we became members of BJ's, and so whenever I went to college, I would get a big case of uh, Snapple peach tea. Uh, but, night, the following year, nineteen eighty eight was Teddy Grams. Teddy, Gr- I like oh, Teddy yeah. Grams. Yeah, I do. Nineteen eighty nine was. Lunchables. Lunchables. That was kind of wow. a, a game changer. I, not from, so that was past the time where I was, you know, like, to me, this was focusing in on school kids, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was. And, it was uh, like the easy lunch for I, your kids. I'd already been married three times at that point. I ate them anyway, <laughs> except for the things like the mini pizzas and stuff like that were kind of stupid. But. <laughs> like uncooked pizza, like like sushi pizza. Mm. Uh, now we're getting into the 90s. We may as well zip through the 90s yeah. here. 1990, Campbell's Cream of Broccoli Soup. Gross. You would think that that would have come out many, many years before. That's gross. the big, that's the big food. Uh, yeah. Is, oh. it, is it gross because there's broccoli in it? Um, no. The cream. You know, I don't. I, listen, I love Campbell's soup, but I don't. I don't dig on uh, creamy oh. canned soup. I, I love you. creamy soup, but creamy canned soup. I just maybe it's. I, it's me. It's it's not you. It's not you. It's me. It is you. Creamy canned soup. Can we work on this? Uh, no, it's me. 1991, Fruit by the Foot. Uh, then you had 1992, Dunkaroos came out. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Dunkaroos. I, was, I, it was, I, I wasn't eating like that in 1992, so I didn't really eat Dunkaroos. What they, is it? They came um, back last year. It they a, did. It was a big deal when they came back because people had missed them, and so I don't know if it was an online petition or whatever. Oh, wait. Was it the cookie that yep. came with yeah. the dip? Yep. yep. Uh, you dip okay, into it. Dunkaroos. Uh, 1993, it says Snackwell's Cookies. Wait a minute. What? what? Oh, we already did that. Oh, yeah, that oh, was yeah. Connor. Connor, yeah. <laughs> Connor. Okay, me and Connor. That was me and Connor. I was about to <laughs> rip this list apart. <laughs> this uh, list is a hoax. 1994, Reese's Peanut Butter Puffs cereal came out. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the healthy cereal yes. alternative. I can't believe that it's that popular that it's on this list. Uh, that yeah. year was the most popular. Well, I don't know if these were the most popular. It was just like a notable food that came out that oh, year. Right. Uh, in, in 1995, blue M&Ms were introduced. Before that year, uh, the colors were green, orange, red, yellow, dark brown, and tan. 1995, a contest was held for folks to vote oh, yeah. for a new color, pink, purple, or blue. 
and over 10 million people voted the end in is purple. and <laughs> blue one. I remember they, they don't have the tan anymore. That's what they got rid of the tan because the, the tan blue? was too much like the brown. So there yeah. was a brownish one and a tannish one. I don't even remember the tan. Yeah, yeah. I remember the tan. And it was uh, it was like, why do we got two browns in here? Uh, 1996 was the Olestra fat substitute, wow. which turned Wait, out to what? be a diarrhea accelerant. What the hell is yeah. That? So they they started marketing that, and yeah, apparently people started getting the runs from it. It was kind of a low, you could have a lower fat, but still have the the that the taste. taste. That you wanted. Olestra was, you'd see the Olestra. And they use it in chips and things. Right. Huh. So it I, it never gave me that reaction of the uh, of the diarrhea, but a lot of people reported evacuating. I I, I've never even heard. I mean, I was in middle school at the time, yeah. so. It didn't last long, shop. When I uh, what, it didn't last long. <laughs> what, uh, Steve, I don't know if you remember this, but what phrase I remember from that whole controversy yeah. was, anal leakage. Oh Do you remember God. that? Anal yeah. 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 It would work its way into yeah. news reports and yes. stuff. Yes. That, yeah. yes. And that's a phrase you never see really associated with a food advertising yeah. campaign. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, campaign. Limited anal leakage. <laughs> Limited, though. These are years that uh, that foods came out. So think about the year you were born and what food came out. In 1997 was the McFlurry. So they had, mm. uh, McDonald's had gotten into blending yeah. uh, ice cream treats at that point because uh, DQ had already been doing that for a while. Right. And, uh, they have the Blizzard, obviously, so... Uh, but that was 1997. 1998, Thinny Minis. Thinny Minis? This was at Burger King, their breakfast treat. Oh, I did like those. It says it developed a cult-like following. Uh, the order of four bite-sized cinnamon rolls spread with thick frosting is no longer on the regular menu, but the nostalgia is so strong that occasionally... Burger King bring Thinny Minis back for brief, <laughs> delicious appearance. The great thing about them is that you were able to drive to work with icing all over your fingers. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Uh, when Burger King came out with the French toast sticks, uh, that was probably in the mid to late 80s. Yeah. For me, that was a game changer. They were good. Yeah, yeah. I was they skinny were, before that. They were a pain to, to eat because there was <laughs> dipping involved yeah. if, if you were in your car, but yeah. That used to be a big thing, too, a big selling thing. Well, it comes with something I can Dip it? Oh yes, okay. I bought Rochelle as kind of a gag gift. Uh, a uh, these little things that you attach to the vents on your car yeah, yeah. that hold the dipping sauces. Right. Oh I think that's cool. <laughs> it's yeah. yeah. Uh, and I'm like, that's perfect. This is right there for you. you don't have to. When you do the the driving with your knees thing, just so you can dip good. into your special sauce, it's dangerous. Why don't they make pants for <laughs> commuting with? Cups on the front. Little cups on the knees or something like that. Uh, Going back in time on this list, do you remember the four original dipping sauces for Chicken McNuggets? Wow. Honey mustard. Barbecue. Barbecue, honey honey mustard. Not honey mustard. Not honey mustard. No kidding. No, yeah, the honey. Oh, wait, sweet and sour sauce. Yeah. So we're we're dancing all around it. Honey. Spicy mustard. Nope. Hold on. Honey Honey, barbecue sauce, sweet and sour, and then the fourth is hot mustard. That's why I said spicy mustard. Well, hot mustard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I would not have guessed... I guess that sounds vaguely uh, familiar to me, but yeah, hun- just straight up honey. Yes. Imagine dipping your chicken nuggets just in a straight oh, up honey. I did. It's a disgrace. Oh, you did? Yeah, I yeah. loved it. It's disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> People don't know how to treat these dead animals. Uh, Majestic and, birds. And then in 1999, we got Gogurts. That was a game changer for the kids. lunch uh, yeah. lunches yeah. for kids. You could throw a little a little tube in there, not have to worry about the container. They could eat it without a spoon. My really really easy. Neighbor's daughter basically ate gogurts for eighteen years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Our kids were big time gogurt fans. The blueberry gogurts, right. yeah. were a big hit in the house. You ever stick them in the freezer? Oh, oh and the, yeah. Make them like the, no. make the kids think that no. they were having an ice pop. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it was great. 
That's a great idea. Totally lie to them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was great yeah. lying to the kids. All right. And that steak is ice cream. All right. Anyhow, the, the entire list is available at PresidentSteve.com. What food product came out the year you were born? So if you want to see it, it goes from 1940 to 2000. Wow. What's 1940 just for the, uh, did you mention that? York Peppermint Patty. Oh. And then in 2000, it ends with Gourmet Cupcakes. Not really a brand, but more of a, yeah, yeah. a fad. And that's when sorts. they got tired of doing the list. So hopefully you check this list out at PrestonandSteve.com and uh, take a walk down food memory lane. When we return, the Bizarre File, wild stories from the weekend to share with you. Stay there. Love Preston and Steve and WMMR? Check out WMMR.com for more of everything that rocks. Want to see something funny? Uh, or maybe really messed up? Well, watch The Daily Rush at PrestonandSteve.com. It's a sight to behold. Or something like that. From 93.3 WMMR. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Now, WMMR presents Bizarre. Preston and Steve's Bizarre Final. Brought to you by Jersey Mike's. Jersey Mike's takes great satisfaction in getting that perfect meat slice, but they don't do it for fun. They do it for fresh because slice to order makes a sub above. Love this story. Pennsylvania police claim that they were called to a Home Depot on report of disorderly people having an exorcism in the lumber aisle. They're having an exorcism at the Home Depot? They were doing that, uh, Steve. I probably would have gone to a church. Well, the exorcism was for the dead trees oh. in the lumber aisle. And, and they were possessed? They would be. Wood exorcists were escorted out of the building. Uh, the incident they was, vomiting wood chips? was described in only 27 words, part of a long list of the small town department's daily log of calls, but the Post has drawn attention to it to its bizarre quality. And had been shared more than a thousand times as of uh, yesterday. The so-called exorcism had commenters on the PD's page confused. One suggested maybe it should have said having an exercise. But Pennsylvania police claimed that they were called on the report of an exorcism. Uh, and in fact, there was, a, there was a, one person posted, I love That's this, it says, it says, how does a wood exorcism happen in Home Depot in 2021 and not a single person there videoed this for our entertainment? <laughs> yeah. I need answers. Uh, the two were taking who were taking part in the exorcism uh, were uh, asked to leave and neither was charged. Well, it's off to Long's. Yeah. <laughs> a crowd of people gathered in downtown Springfield, Missouri to attend the... Birds aren't real rally. Uh, <laughs> they aren't? <laughs> Kathy, this is the greatest news you could possibly yeah, hear. Yeah, these stupid things are real. We know so, it. So, according to Peter uh, Mickendo, uh, uh, with the Birds Aren't Real movement, okay. all birds in the United States were killed by the government wow. and were replaced by federal drones. So, the birds uh, that we see outside on any given day are federal drones. They're not real. Oh, that's amazing. All right, so he said, what makes me think that? I think the evidence is all around us. Birds sit on power lines. We believe they're charging on the power lines. <laughs> He's right. We believe that bird poop right. on cars is a liquid tracking apparatus, by the way. Yeah, yeah. It's the, all coming together now. The movement, which has been fueled by online chatter, as well as mysterious flyers posted in cities across the U.S., is currently on tour, and Springfield, Missouri, was the first stop. Well, this raises the question of squirrels, because they run along power lines as well. 
Birds Aren't Real relies on internet-fueled guerrilla marketing to spread a silly message. Followers are poking fun at conspiracy theories like QAnon that have gone mainstream over the last few years. Uh, Mac and Doe is the creative muscle behind the avian-inspired conspiracy, according to the National Audubon Society. I like the idea. His first live with Birds Aren't Real in, was in January. He first went live with Birds Aren't Real in January 2017 at the Memphis Women's March. Since then, the movement has gained a large fan base with over 360,000 Reddit subscribers. I know, you'd be on board, Kathy. <laughs> Whether they believe it or not, I'm not really sure. My son was telling me about this. He said some of it is is uh, satire and, yeah. and tongue-in-cheek, but there are actually some people that believe it. A woman in New Zealand is breathing a lot easier following the removal of a small plastic disc used in the game Tiddlywinks, which had been lodged in her nose for nearly 40 years. 40 years? Yes. Those are decent-sized pieces. Mary McCarthy always wondered why she would frequently have a pain in the right side of her nose, but managed to put it into the back of her mind as she went about her life. I just can't think of the thumb. <laughs> However, after she had a nasal swab test for coronavirus last October, things got more uncomfortable. The 45-year-old from New Zealand said that her nose would be constantly leaking. She said it was just a lot of pain. The doctors she asked for help told her that it was probably due to a chronic sinus condition. She told staff that uh, she had quite a lot going on in her life, so she had pushed it into the background. Of course. But it started to become unbearable, and she was forced to go to the emergency department at Christchurch Hospital, where luckily, she said, the nurse and doctor believed that it was more than sinus pain. They asked me if I had ever put anything up my nose. Uh, She said a question which spurred her to cast her mind back to her childhood. She recalled how at the age of eight... Like many children, she loved to play the game Tiddlywinks. Uh, She remembered how, while playing with her siblings, they improvised the game a little bit by putting one piece up each nostril and then blowing them out. Uh She said, one time I actually inhaled, uh, and one of them went in instead of blowing it out. And she said, I remembered being terrified at the time, thinking where it has gone. She soon forgot about the incident, although she said she always had problems breathing through her nose, but never gave it much thought. She couldn't put two and two together? Well, she was only eight years yeah, old at yeah. the time, and, and it just kind of came and went right. in her mind. So medical staff discovered the reason why, after a CT scan revealed an object in her upper nose, too big to remove while conscious, the object was taken out during an operation where it was actually pushed through her nose and out her mouth. It turned We're out going into the ass. The COVID test had shi- uh, COVID test had shifted the disc and caused an infection. Ah. She said, "When I woke, I said, what was it?'" And he said uh, that it was the laugh of the hospital, a tiddlywink, and it hadn't even lost its color. Uh, there was apparently calcification around it. <laughs> That was probably, she said, why my nose had grown a bit crooked. By the way, aren't they supposed to keep that stuff private? Do they get on the PA system? You'll never guess. Yeah, I know, We right? just found a tiddlywink up this chick's nose. <laughs> it was the laugh of the hospital, she guess said. Guess what I found it? Up this guy's ass. <laughs> You're not going to believe it. A full bottle of soda. One liter. How did he get it up there? Attention, staff. Attention. Oh, oh my God. I got a winner today, guys. <laughs> Barbecue tongs. It is penis. Oh, my God. You got to see this. OR7. <laughs> they don't have HIPAA laws yeah, in apparently. New Zealand. They became the laugh of the hospital. You know. 
I guess it's just, listen, if you're sick, you got to deal with it, right? I mean, that's, uh, that's the way it goes in New Zealand. That's how they roll. Yeah. All right, one last story. <laughs> a Zambian TV presenter interrupted a live broadcast earlier last week to claim that he and his colleagues hadn't been paid their wages by the news station. <laughs> he had said live on the air, away from the news, ladies and gentlemen, we are human beings. We have to get paid. This is His name is uh, Kabinda Kilamina. This just said local news station fails to pay their employees. Mr. Kilamina had started the show normally to give the roundup of the top stories of the day when he suddenly made the complaint to viewers in the middle of the live bulletin. He said, unfortunately, Unfortunately, on KBN, we haven't been paid. Sharon and everyone else hasn't been paid, including myself, and we have to get paid. Soon after, Mr. Mr. Kilamina made a statement, the live feed from the studio was cut to the opening (laughs) montage of the news channel. Wow. Uh, The CEO, Kennedy Mambawi, criticized the actions of the anchor on Facebook, calling it drunken behavior (laughs) and a one-night stunt of fame. And said that they strongly condemn the conduct of the presenter. Now, Mr. Kilamina, who uh, in a Facebook post mocked the channel's claims of being drunk, also remained (laughs) defiant and unapologetic about his action. He said, yes, I did that on live TV. Just because most journalists are scared to speak out doesn't mean journalists shouldn't speak out. They became the story. And many took to social media, slamming the network for not paying wages to its employees. I'm Tom Brokaw. So next week's story, there's no toilet paper in the second floor bathroom. (laughs) Those are the paper. That's I had to use regular paper towel, and my butt is paying for it. Oh. Paper that, cuts all up and down the area above and below my rectum. That stuff is much more coarse it hurts. than regular toilet paper. Exactly. Yeah. We go now to Jimmy Glushevsky. It's with my proctologist. <laughs> all right. Well, sometimes they got to complain. And there you go. That is what I have in the bizarre file for you. Uh, we're going to take a break. We'll return in a moment. Stay with us. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. Uh, on, on the web, PrestonandSteve.com. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's I hate Steven Singer.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Now, here's your concert cash keyword. Your keyword for this hour is prize. P R I Z E. Prize. You have until 15 minutes after the hour to enter the word prize in one of three ways via text to the special contest short code, which is 45911, or to also be entered for the $10,000 grand prize. Enter it via the MMR app or at WMMR.com. One random entry gets $500 in this company-wide contest, and all MMR winners will receive two free tickets to the MMRBQ. Winners will get a call from Beasley, so if you get a call from an unknown number, pick it up. Might be someone telling you you won. Contest rules at WMMR.com, sponsored by AAA Distributor. MMR's concert cash, the word this hour is prize. Let's do the Hollywood trash, shall we? The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR. 
with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you by Rita's Water Ice. Head to your Rita's and get a Reese's Concrete. Reese's Concretes combine Rita's creamy frozen custard with fudge, peanut butter, and Reese's toppings. Available in three delicious flavors. What's up this morning, Steve? Well, Charles Shaughnessy, who played the wealthy love interest on The Nanny, says Fran Drescher has incredibly good idea about rebooting the series. Shaughnessy says Drescher believes... They shouldn't do it. (laughs) (laughs) Homeless encampments immediately returned to the L.A. train station Monday after being removed for the Academy Awards broadcast. Celebrities thanked the destitute for the inconvenience, inviting them to partake of any gourmet food left in the dumpsters. And finally, former Flames Cara Delevingne and Paris Jackson were photographed leaving an Oscars after party together. Paris told reporters her father would have approved of Cara because she dresses like a little boy. Uh (laughs) And that's your Seven or eight minutes or so, we're expecting a call from uh, Sebastian Maniscalco, so we got a little time to kill uh, before we get him on board. In case you said you had a question of sorts or something I do, like that. and this might... Uh... Is it calculus? <laughs> it is not calculus. <laughs> I didn't know there was going to be a test today. Yeah, no. So, uh, I'll be your proctor. It is a question, and listen, this this might last 30 seconds. All right, well, uh, let's find or, out. Or we might actually have a debate over this. Um, okay. But it's kind is of a long... sport or not a sport? Well, it's kind of along the lines All of right. is, is a hot dog a sandwich. Okay. Right? All right. I'm always intrigued by those. But my daughter asked me this question yesterday, and uh, we had uh, differing opinions or differing thoughts on this question. So my question to you first is, do you want uh, to answer it, it, it A or B, or do you want to just give me your answer of what you think this is? I'd rather I, just I have, give an answer. Yes, yeah, I have no frame of context. Sorry, yeah. Yeah. Just ask Okay. Yeah. What color is a tennis ball? Yellow. Green. Yep. Green. It's green. No, it's yellow. <laughs> Good job. You, you can get different colored tennis balls. Standard No, I've always known them to be yellow. Yeah. Um, yellow and fuzzy. Yeah, I'm looking at pictures of them right now, and that's yellow. That's green. That's green. It's green. Wow. <laughs> I'm seeing yellow. <laughs> no, what did you I, think? I, I said green, and my, my daughter said yellow. Now, okay. now looking, at, looking at these pictures, I mean, there there is a greenish tint that is in there, but I certainly see a stronger representation of yellow <laughs> Well, we don't green. need to look at the picture. I mean, we all know what a standard tennis yeah, ball looks like. I would say like, yellow so. without hesitation. And we would say green without hesitation. Wow, and, and extremely yeah. light green. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Here it's called yes. optic yellow. That's yes. the actual name. Optic yellow. Of the right. tennis ball? Yes. yes. Oh, really? I'd say it's yellowish green, but I would say, I mean, I did. I we can do a we, yeah. we can, Marissa is on it already. All right. It says here, the unmistakable shade of the tennis ball is officially called optic yellow wow. by the ITF, which is the International Taco Field. Men. <laughs> <laughs> optic yellow uh, led to the online color encyclopedia, Color Hexa, classifying it as such. Uh, the shade is listed as hashtag CCF100 and marked as fluorescent yellow or electric lime. Yeah, but you now, went lime electric is lime. green. Well, okay. see, yeah. yeah. Now right. you're confusing us. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't say electric lemon. No, but it did no, say I, optic I, yellow. Yeah, yeah, I agree with yeah. the fact that that's a, uh, a, a shade of green, so... Uh, but I would never look at a tennis ball and go, oh, wow, that's green. No, it's just, it's yellow in my <laughs> my eyes. Literally, <laughs> my eyes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's uh, to me. That's that's the way it should be. But I, I guess we all have. That's various, the way they grow in nature. I guess yeah. we all have various degrees of uh, color interpretation. You know, sure. I mean, because you have color blind people who can't tell. You know, green from red, uh, and so we might have very, very minute 
differences in that regard. It's like that dress. Remember that dress? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. For a while. Yeah, the white dress? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, I'm in, and so, Kath, you might Nobody be in. said blue. I'm surprised. Don't <laughs> oh, you mean the blue one? You mean the blue one? <laughs> no, it was a white and gold, right? Not, not blue and black. I saw, right. I saw them blue and black. Right. Yeah. Um, but, uh, Kath, you might be able to uh, see uh, along with, with this. My, my wife with, uh, with colors and hints of colors within colors mm-hmm. uh, because we had to pick colors out. And so you have these grays. That have like apparently hints of tan or something in them, or right, grays right, right. that have hints of blue. Yep. Okay, that's where like you completely and totally lose me on that. Mm. Yeah, mean, yeah, but, uh, absolutely. When when you start oh, to man. like, it's going to do very shades of uh, of a, a color like a blue, and get into turquoise and and cerulean and what you know, the, cerulean. I freaking know those things. <laughs> well, I, I have no idea, especially with paint colors. If that's what you're talking about, case I don't know if that's it, but like paint colors, you can. Yeah. Th- that's like you very can. detailed because it's like much so. how much uh, you know gray goes into it or brown goes into it. I think we all went to, or many of us went to the Chicago Institute, the Art Institute, yeah. and and I went with my girlfriend. My girlfriend is an artist, and so she was pointing out colors in paintings that I had, I had, I couldn't see them at all. And until she said, "Look here," because that's actually a blue. The way that I would see it is that's a shadow that you're looking at. You know, it's, it's a dark part of the painting. Right, But right. she would point out, indiv- and, and so, and her mind and her eye is trained to see actual paint colors. Yeah. Whereas mine is trained to see sort of the big picture of what I'm looking at here is a, a guy standing in front of a tree, and behind that guy is a shadow. Artists see shapes and shades yeah. in, in ways that I could never Very different. be able to do that. Like a bee. There, there was a guy, there was a, a, and I used to get a kick out of watching, I think it was on, it was on Twitter or Instagram, he had an account, where, so when you go to the paint store, and you get a color, a shade. Uh, it starts with white. Yes. yes. And then they, they put in the tints. And so have yeah. you seen the video of this Mesmerizing. guy? Mesmerizing. Yeah, so he'll sit there and he'll watch as they're putting the tints. And he's like, okay, that's uh, uh, that's crimson. That's blah, 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 this and that. And, and they, they put like six different things into the white. And he goes, all right. And then they close it and they, they, they start to shake. He's like, okay, uh, that is going to be a eggshell yellow or something like that. Uh-huh. And then he, they open it up. He's like, oh! He like freaks. <laughs> it's insane. Out, he freaks out and he nails it. It's a really funny account to watch, and I'm sure it's on TikTok. Sure, I, it's a way of discerning what's he going to be it. the dominant color, what's going to offset the other colors, yeah. uh, and that's why these apps now, where you can hold them up to a uh, to a paint in your room, a painted uh, you know a wall or whatever, or anything that you want, it can determine with specificity. The uh, like it'll say okay this this brand of uh, paint offers this color you know here and yeah. and you can make it much more exact than trying to approximate yeah right. yeah um, question for you guys uh, and anybody on on YouTube right now what color is my phone uh, why well, blue but like, like a baby blue yeah. powder blue, blue yeah yeah it's green. <laughs> Aqua blue is that how it's sold? That's it's how it's green. sold. It's sold as green. Um, I think yeah. there's also a different. You know, we all perceive things slightly differently. That I to see, me, that looks more grayish. Green. Yeah. yeah. I see blue. It's this like kind of like this blue. Sold. This was sold under a green. Mm-hmm. Are you sure? That's why I got it. I love green's my favorite color. Oh, hold it up. <laughs> That's a very, very, very light green. If you're going to call it green. Yeah. Because if you show me the color green mm-hmm. and hold it next to this, it's not even in the same family in my eyes. Yeah. It does. No. This, it's the same thing with like the the cowboys uh, pants. Right. Uh, some Cowboys people see fans are blue or gray or green. But some people yeah. see this something else, right? They see silver? Yes. With the Cowboys pants? Yeah, yeah. 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 A crock of crap. Right. We're Hang being on. had. The man uh, is keeping us down. Mike worked at an eye center, so let me go to him. Hi, Mike. Good morning. Hey, Gadzooks, guys. Gadzooks, dude. What's up, man? 
Hey, so I used to work at uh, Will's Eye Hospital in Center City there. And when the dress, is it white, is it blue, you know, that whole yeah. thing came out. Um, the doctors actually put out like a fun little newsletter, like explaining how this works. So inside your cornea, the lens of your eye, there are these very, very small little uh, cones. Yes. And that helps you perceive color through the lens of your eye. Now, much like a fingerprint, everybody's is different. So the way they explained it to us in, in layman's terms, basically, is when you look at, say, the tennis ball, you know, Preston, you may pick up more of the yellow pigmentation because your cones are shaped differently as opposed you. to Nick, who is picking up the green or, or right. what have you. So it it's kind of unique per person. Now, whether that's what they intend when they call it, you know, electric lime or whatever, or Casey's phone being green or baby blue or whatever. Right. It, it, you know, it's it's basically the perception. It's the eye of the beholder, for lack of a better right, term. Right, right. Well, but somebody's got to come up with a name for those right. colors. You know what I mean? Some so, drunken right. fool. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> and that guy's got we're... some messed up cones. I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. You and your freaking cones. Cones are screwed. But it's why we're so, um, Thanks, Mike. you know, like, you. convinced that that's the color. Because that's what we see. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, I always look for the eyes of love. <laughs> Tennis balls are yellow. Yeah. Done. Yeah, they're done. They're green. They're green. Oh, they're my green. God. I, I never, ever would think that they were... Somebody would call them green. But there you go. Our guest is on the line. He's ready to go. Last time in our area at the Borgata in AC uh, over the summer. And now he's headed back to here, Philadelphia, right in the heart of it. Please give some love to Mr. Sebastian Maniscalco. I just love the area so much, guys. I got to keep going. You just got to well, keep coming back. You are loved. I mean, the, the Wells Fargo. That, and now we just sort of say it with, uh, you know, oh, he's, that's where he's going to be. And uh, do, does, do you ever now at this point still step out in, a, in an arena that size and go, holy hell. Wow. Yeah, I mean, listen, I didn't get into the business to do arenas. I mean, I didn't think that was on that wasn't on the vision board. But uh, for <laughs> me, uh, it's it's crazy. I mean, uh, I started in a little club out there called Helium mm-hmm. uh, in Philadelphia, and on Wednesday night, I put twenty one people in the audience, and uh, you know, twenty of them were comps. So, <laughs> <laughs> but let me know. Listen. It's well deserved. You work your you're hilarious. Yeah. You work the craft. You you really invest the time, and it, it's it's the uh, proper reward for what you do. Uh, I I have to take the uh, opportunity though to tell you, and Preston and I have been talking about this. You you are a hell of an actor. Yeah. Uh, we saw uh, you know uh, Green, in Book. The Green Book and yeah. the Irishman. I mean, you're you're you're. Uh, this is a career that I think is going to pull you away from stand up a bit. Is it is it getting uh, more difficult to juggle? acting stuff with the stand-up as as your career is evolving here's the whole thing i don't even know if i should say this it might kill opportunities in the future but i just did a movie um for for two months this is the longest i've ever been on a movie set and being a comedian going to acting i mean it's just a whole different muscle i mean comedy you're doing you know what you're doing and uh you're getting immediate response in the movie you know, uh, if you're doing a comedy, they yell cut, and I'm looking around. I'm like, anything? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Listen, you know Rodney Dangerfield that when he when he did uh, Caddyshack, yeah, thought he was just tanking because he'd never done he'd never delivered lines right. without getting the feedback, and it confused the hell out of him. Yeah, no, it, it's 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 right because for a comedian, the the validation of what you're doing is the is the laughter, and then when it doesn't come. You know, the director's like, 
Moving on. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, no. God, that sucks. Yeah. You make a good point because a friend of the show is Adam McKay, and, and when he directs, he, he has mentioned that he will laugh. He, that that So they might maybe they may, might blow a take on, on the first time or first couple of times, uh, but, but to the comedic actor... It's okay. You're you're in, on the right track here. So I think it would be really um, alarming if you were doing this intentionally funny stuff that's actually meeting with silence. That would throw you off. No, it, it definitely did. And in the movie I just did, uh, I had to get emotional and cry. Now I've never done this on film, although I'm a sensitive guy and uh, I have no qualms admitting I love to marinate in my own tears in real life. <laughs> is, is this the film? Is this about my father? The movie you've been working on? Yeah, yeah, this is the movie that I uh, co-wrote with Austin Earl, loosely based on my life. Uh, it's basically a love story between a father and a son. Father's played by Robert De Niro, and wow. Uh, wow. I met him in The Irishman, and yeah. now he's playing my father, which is another mind blower. And and De Niro is so into the to the character. You know, he wanted my father to come out to Oklahoma where we were filming a movie so he could study my father. Now, my father is an Italian immigrant from Sicily. And, uh, you know, of course, the first question he, he was asking is, how much am I going to get paid for that? I'm like, hey. <laughs> He's a smart man. <laughs> this is a movie with De Niro and you're worried about a salary? <laughs> so, uh, That's the work ethic. <laughs> Did they get along, Sebastian? Yeah, they did, you know. Cool. I mean, uh, my dad's a hairstylist, so De Niro wanted to know how to do highlights because in the movie he's doing people's hair. And uh, my dad is on set with me teaching Robert De Niro uh, how to give a woman highlights in a salon. <laughs> and uh, I'm sitting there looking at this going, man, 24 years ago when I moved out to Los Angeles, if you would have told me my father would be teaching De Niro highlights <laughs> yeah. in the middle of Alabama, I would have laughed in your face. It's a stop. But it's it's cool and it's funny when I and I was reading about the the movie and you you working on it and the, the, this this evolution, uh, the the thing that the father son dynamic is such a complex one and you see, we've been seeing it pop up a lot lately in the, in all sorts of pop culture stuff uh, and um, and so did you, did you go through the normal trajectory with your dad of of you know uh, rebellious and then sort of appreciating or you know obviously the movie will spell this out I'm sure in, in much greater detail but what's what's your relationship been like with your father over the years so my dad and I I mean he was working uh, pretty much uh, a lot when I was a kid so I didn't really see him um, growing up you know I mean it's not like today's father where today's father is super highly involved in the kid's life my right. father was uh, you know, working uh, 15 hours a day, and uh, and then we started to have a really deep relationship over soccer. I started playing soccer, and he was a, a goalie back in Sicily, so we kind of related over sports. And then subsequently after that, moving out to Los Angeles to pursue comedy, he thinks he's a bit of a comedian because he's a hairstylist and he's constantly making his, his clients laugh. So, of course, this guy's got notes on everything I do. Uh, you know, what's funny? What's not funny? Why aren't you saying this? Why aren't you saying that? But my relationship with my father is, I mean, really, really good. I mean, good. We're, we're buddies. He comes out to Los Angeles probably two, three times a year. I go back there. I'm going back for Thanksgiving right after Philadelphia. So, uh, yeah, it's been a really, really great ride with him. And, uh, you know, he's uh, my biggest fan and also my biggest critic. Hey, did you get your sense of style from him? Because you have a very, you have a very stylish look about you, Sebastian. Or did you pick that up somewhere else? 
I'm not going to brag. Okay. <laughs> but um, I was named best dressed in eighth grade. Z Cavaricis? I had the calves. I had the beautiful Giorgio Brutini slip on. <laughs> <laughs> And I wore that around like a badge of honor, you know, yeah. like most most uh, uh, people or most parents would get proud if the kid made the honor roll. Uh, <laughs> my parents were thrilled that I won best dress. Uh, <laughs> my mother was like on cloud nine. She's like, I told you those slacks were beautiful. I was wearing <laughs> slacks. <laughs> I don't even know if they use that word anymore. You, you must have looked like a, like a club comic or like a Vegas, you yeah. know, club comic in the eighth grade. Oh, yeah. I mean, I carried that look throughout college, so much so where on the career day where we went around to hand out resumes, I showed up. I mean, you're supposed to show up in like a blue suit. That's kind of the standard business look. Right. And uh, I'm walking around with a beautiful silver Italian double-breasted wedding suit <laughs> with a red handkerchief on my chest plate. I mean, it was stunning, but no one called me back for an interview. Sebastian, I have a, a, a funny, oh, I don't know, you can de determine whether it's funny or not, uh, story from over the summer. You, When you were playing at the Borgata, uh, I got a message, a late message from uh, friends over at, at Live Nation saying, hey, do you want to go see Sebastian and perhaps meet you backstage at the Borgata. Now, I was down the shore, so my, my friend pull down the shore is very, very limited. I don't, you know, I don't have a lot of people I can call. Mm -hmm. So, I had like one guy, and I go, hey, do you want to go see Sebastian tonight? And he goes, no, that's alright, ask Preston. And Preston was unavailable. Okay, so he finds out a couple of days later on that I wasn't talking about Sebastian Bach, that I was talking about oh. Sebastian Maniscalco. <laughs> and he was so mad because had he known or realized that it was Sebastian Maniscalco, he would have dropped everything and gone and seen you at the Borgata. How do you immediately jump to Sebastian I Bach? Well, I think Sebastian Bach might have been playing in and around the same time in Philadelphia. And he's like, nah, thanks, I'm good. Ask Preston. Oh, and my God. Jeez, I mean, I, normally uh, Sebastian and Bach go hand in hand you just say sebastian bach there just kind of yeah. right yeah one name um but uh yeah i'm sorry tell him tell him philadelphia yeah it's a make good yep i want to ask you uh, sebastian i you, you bought a house right before the pandemic when and you bought a celebrity's house did yeah. you not yeah so i bought Gwen stefani's house right and, oh. uh listen it's it's on the Hollywood uh, celebrity tour bus route. Uh -huh. So so I'm, uh, I'm I'm coming home and the bus is pulled over. And as I'm I'm coming uh, past the bus, there's like that's Gwen Stefani. They're still using Gwen <laughs> Stefani house, right? So, so they haven't even changed it over because in my head, I, I I think what they did was they said, listen, house has been sold to some guy. Named Sebastian Maniscalco. Uh, see if that flies on the tour. So they must have said Sebastian Maniscalco, comedian, and the whole bus must have said who? And uh, the driver probably switched it back to Stefan. <laughs> I, I will verify that they're I'm just living in it. Yeah, there are a number of houses on those tours that are no longer. Yeah, owned by the celebrities sure. that they ascribed them to, but it's they're going for the money shot. So yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. 
It's part of the deal. Yeah. Hey, I'm uh, not big enough to be on the celebrity tour yet. <laughs> now, listen, I um, I dated a girl who was Italian one time and went to, uh, uh, we were dating around uh, Thanksgiving. We yeah. went to their house for Thanksgiving. Good big God, yeah. the Italian Thanksgiving is a feast, at least in my experience. Yeah. Um, do you do a big uh, family gathering for Thanksgiving, or are you too busy? No, uh, we go with to, to my wife's mother's house. She loves Thanksgiving. However, this year I'm going to go to my father's house. Now, I asked my father, what are you having? He says, we're, we're having mussels and steak. Now, I don't know if the pilgrims had this on the menu, but my father's completely off uh, when it comes to, 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 to Thanksgiving. Mussels and steak. What, what's that? He said mussels and steak, are, and that's his Thanksgiving meal. Yeah, yeah. So uh, typically it's traditional, but this year it's going to be um, it's going to be very Italian. He, my father doesn't like turkey, and to be honest with you, I don't either. I okay. Mean, how many times are we going to have this? Uh, <laughs> You know, year in, year out. We have the turkey, and then you're on the couch taking a nap. Uh, I wouldn't mind taking a few muscles down. And uh, are, pe- are people still throwing the football around on Thanksgiving? Do people still do that? Or Yeah. 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 We, have, we have some friends that get out and do this uh, Thanksgiving Day tra- football thing. So it still happens. You, you know what? I'll say this, though, Sebastian. I, I went years ago to a fully classic you know the 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 soup to nuts, uh, literally soup to nuts. You know meal, and I I think it is. I remember it as being the most food I've ever consumed in one <laughs> sitting. I mean, it is unbelievable amount of food. Is that how you grew up with that kind of food intake? Yeah, no, it it, it continued uh, throughout the rest of my life. I mean, I, I for, I'm the type of guy that I got to finish the plate. My wife, you know, she's got stuff left over. I cannot, especially going to a restaurant, yeah. I cannot leave food on the plate. So if my wife has her meal left, I go, give me it. And then I'll, I'll give it. Give me it. That's the way my father was. My father, he was so conscious about money and whatnot. If, if our family didn't eat, he would take all of the unfinished meals. And by the end of the, the night at the dinner table, he had like six plates in front of him. So, uh, yeah. That's kind of the attitude I take with food. Although uh, I'm, I'm kind of 48 years old, and uh, we got heart disease in the family, so I can't. I can't like, you got to watch it. Did, 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 would a doggy bag ever make the cut, or did you have to eat it right there? Uh, yeah, there was no doggy bags growing up. We ate it kind of in the in the in the restaurant. Although, okay. Uh, I don't know, man. The, the doggy bags. I don't mind it. Um, my my wife, uh, however, she doesn't. Uh, she doesn't eat leftovers, which I don't know. I don't, I don't know where <laughs> When we when we go out to eat as a group, like as a family, and there's a bunch of us, my dad will say, "No, I'm I'm, I'm not going to be able to make it." And then he shows up. I'm not kidding. He shows up at the end of the meal and eats everyone's leftovers, oh so he doesn't God. have to pay for it. Oh my, oh God. my God! It's a good gig. <laughs> Smart man. Yeah. Smart. <laughs> wow! Wow! Uh, listen, man, thanks for everything. We'll look for that movie uh, about my father. Any idea, any timetable on that? Or is, uh, is it open probably air? looking at next year late. Something probably okay. around this time next year. All right. So, uh, check that out. And, guys, I appreciate you having me on the show. Oh, anytime, man. We appreciate it. Sebastian, man, it's yeah. guys. Take care, man. Have a good Thanksgiving. Uh, De Niro's playing his dad. Yeah. Uh, that's How wild. Wild. Yeah. I mean, come on. Uh, and he was great in Green Book. Like you were saying, that's a movie that I, I got on way too, like a couple of years after it came out. And I was like, really good oh movie. my God, that's him. Yeah. And I was like, he's really good in this. Vigo Mortensen's uh, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, we should take a break. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. 
the Preston and Steve Show podcast. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks.